0: This week on Invasion, the podcast, they missed an opportunity calling it Three of Fire. We talk about how sports and history collide with 2004's miracle. And can Trevor make it through my hockey quiz without throwing the gloves? We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon the arrival of a spaceship. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. flying saucers have invaded our planet. People of Earth, attention. It's the Invasion of the Podcast. The whole world is under attack. Can it survive? And welcome to Invasion of the Podcast, where we try to take over the world one listener at a time. My name is Paul, and I am joined... By very special guest Trevor of the Theater of War podcast. Welcome, sir, to the show.
1: Well, thank you for having me. It's my first time on, and I'm happy to be here. Yeah, so like I, I, you know,
0: I was, I was graciously, you know, like you let me onto your show um, to talk about uh, the Civil War, and now we're going to be talking about a different kind of war um, with hockey, where it's a little bit more civil, maybe. I mean, there's, le- there's, um, not as many limbs being taken off. I don't think. Some may
1: call it a cold
0: war. Yeah, there we go. Uh, it's gotta be a dad joke. Sorry. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Like I'm, I am not a dad, but I have no problem with making really bad jokes. Welcome, welcome to the show. But, um, before we get into, we're going to be talking about the film from 2004 miracle, which is about talking about the 1980, um, hockey game between the, the U S Olympic team, the Soviet team, uh, what they call the miracle on ice. Um, letting people know you can watch this on, um, Disney plus, um, it's easily available. It's a wonderful film. We'll get into this. We're going to talk more. We're going to talk about the movie itself, of course. But like, I think it'd be interesting to talk a little bit about like the the stuff around it too, which I thought was a wonderful overlap because you do the Theater of War podcast where I want you to t- talk about your show. But I'd, like, this seems like this is a good confluence of both of our shows. So tell everybody about your show and what it is.
1: So the Theater of War podcast is a podcast that I kind of – came came around with that i love historical movies historical war movies historical fiction movies and i love movies i've done a couple podcasts with you i've done some with um el goro that we're there about with him and i kind of came with this idea it's like i would like to express myself and um something out there that not only talks about the history but talks about film as well and how they kind of interconnect and how some films actually get it correct or what they get wrong um i am not a historian first and foremost i am not a guy like dan carlin i'm not like some of these guys out there i am a barely high school graduate who enlisted in the marines but i've always loved history and i've always had a really deep affection towards movies especially like military movies growing up because my grandfather was uh was a veteran and kind of got me into the into these movies um and it's something that I've always stuck with me it's like well I'm not I'm not doing anything I kind of want to create something and you know you in uh, uh, el Goro was so gracious as to help me kind of guide my like get help me get through the waters of creating a podcast like what does it what do I need to create a podcast um and I've uh, I've been doing it since last year got about uh, I, think I have like nine episodes up just because it takes me a little while to go through I want to make sure my, my research is correct and I'm um, analyzing the history in the movie correctly and just kinda of getting my thoughts on I mean, because it's really just me by myself speaking into a microphone so I wanna so I have to kind of create a script for myself and make sure that everything I'm putting out there is at least somewhat correct and I mean I have no problem with people telling me that I got something wrong. Um, but it's something that I really enjoy doing and I'm currently working on um Lawrence of Arabia because I've actually never seen that movie. Neither have I. Kind of like, yeah. I get, okay. It, it must be – it's like a cinema sin sort of thing, like a historical sin. Like I've never seen it. I just never sat down and watched it. And I was like, you know what? I think I want to tackle that and kind of go into Lawrence of Arabia and the Sykes-Picot agreement and his involvement in – like because obviously that movie was kind of like the golden age of cinema when a lot of like the big mm-hmm. s- spectacle cinema happened. And you know, Peter O'Toole kind of was like the height of his power. And then you have – uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and brownface. So there's that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Obi-Brown Kenobi.
1: That's, you know. Uh... <laughs> Obi-Brown Kenobi. <laughs> the, the brown side of the force. If oh, geez. Yeah. A... <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so that's kind of like a little rundown to me. I mean, I'm on, uh, obviously, all the, the kind of major platforms like iTunes and Spotify and stuff. And um, I'm definitely kind of getting through it. And you were my first guest to come on. And we did talk about the the movie Gettysburg which I think we almost got about 3 quarters of the way through yeah. in terms of running uh, recording time. I am I am I am a bull in a china shop. Uh, so I do
0: apologize for all of that, but it was a wonderful conversation. Uh, my hats off to you for you doing you know the the omen's work of doing a show by yourself. I am I am too much of a coward to try to do something by myself. Um, so like, I respect that. I respect the hell out of it, but also like your family in general, from what I've been able to gather, you have a very like large military background in your entire family. That's correct. Uh, It is.
1: I'm actually the first Marine in my family. My family comes from an army, uh, Navy and air force background and they, it dates back to the, um, civil war. Okay. So, um, the, the Irish side of my family that came over, uh, did fight for the north.
0: Well, but that's good to know. Cause I mean, who, yeah. who knows? Like, meaning like, like, uh, we talked during the civil war, like during the, um, the Gettysburg episode, like about my, my uh, hometown's history and it was problematic, but, uh, yeah. like, who knows? I just, I have, like, if, if someone told me that my, my family was just a bunch of lazy horse thieves from the south, I'd be like, yeah, that tracks. But, um, yeah, <laughs> um, no, it's just, um, so here's – here's it's an odd question, but it's one I'm just curious about. Like do you think because of – you said that your grandfather was into war films as well and like your family does have um, this large history of serving. Do you think it's easier um, to be able to approach these topics within your family because there is – there's this like uh, – there there's a topic that can be talked about nece- like versus like one's own experiences because I'm sure – Every one of you, in terms of your service, have um, dealt with things that, like, you know, you had to process, and maybe others can't also understand. Does that make, s- like, is it easier to talk on the open about like, well, that movie didn't get this right versus like, let me tell you about the time that, you know, uh, my entire uh, existence was questioned and I thought I was going to just, just, I can't come
1: back from this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, yeah, I think so in terms of like what era, like for instance, take movie, like a piece of garbage, like Hurt Locker. I look at that and like, that is complete trash. That never made sense. That would never happen. Um, but then you look at a movie. Something like Jarhead, for instance, and um, or uh, the Outpost. Another great, the Outpost, ha- which it's a fantastic film. It's on. It's though it does take place in um, uh, Afghanistan. You look at something like Jarhead, where yeah, you're sitting around, you're doing nothing, you're just fighting the boredom the entire time. And mm-hmm. Marines will be Marines and do idiotic things to pass the time. Or Generation Kill. A lot of those kind of conversations that they had. I've had those conversations. I've met those kind of people. Um, granted, I wasn't in the same exact situation because that was the invasion of Fallujah, and that was a recon uh, re- recon unit. But I have been involved in those kind of situations or met those kind of people, like incompetent officers, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of you know it's kind of part of the course for the most part. Is, um, is the term "incompetent in officer" an
0: oxymoron? I'm kidding. I don't know what that. I'm just.
1: I'm making making. It, it's more like military intelligence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> competent, competent officer. That's the oxymoron. Um, but when it looks when, when I look at movies that involve things like World War One and World War II, um, granted, I wasn't storming the trenches of uh, Verdun or you know invasion of of Normandy, but I can still appreciate what these soldiers, Marines, sailors might have gone through in terms of, because I think nowadays you see a lot more um, movies that are kind of focused more on the, on the human aspect on like what these guys mentally have been put through. Not so much like John Wayne strutting himself across uh sands of Iwo Jima. Um, um, even though that guy never served. Or I was gonna say, anything the, the famous military server, uh, John Wayne, you know, <laughs> exactly. Or like, uh, it, we are soldiers or Hamburger Hill. Like I watch those movies, and I'm like, well, that's that hits me more than Green Berets or something like along the or pl- even Platoon. Like I watch Platoon, I like it's a fun. F- it's I don't say fun. There's nothing fun about Platoon, but I watch that. It's like none of that really tracks. Mm-hmm. But it's an enjoyable film, regardless. But like that doesn't really capture the um, what it was like to be a grunt on the ground in Vietnam. It's just more of Hollywood's interpretation of what it was like to be a grunt on the ground Same gotcha. with like the Apocalypse Now which is just the, the utter insanity of, impo- of Apocalypse Now um,
0: okay so I, at some point I would like to talk to you about Generation Kill because you recommended that to me and I, I, I've i talked about like the last two episodes mm-hmm. I think on this show about or checking it out uh, it was it was a hell of a thing to watch over the course of one day which is what I did um, <laughs> and I'd like to talk about it maybe on your show because I have questions about well. all of that but yeah, it was a worthwhile watch. Like this people should check it out. It's all it's on Max. And you can get
1: through it in a day
0: or I mean or not. Like maybe spread it out. I don't know. It's a lot mm-hmm. to take in, you know.
1: Um, Dep- yeah. Depends how many uh, conversations you want to have between grunts
0: yeah <laughs> um how much how much acapella actually i'm kidding i'll, I'll save those questions for, for later <laughs> about uh, like but no i just i was always like i'm always Did curious you see a, a baby face uh, scars guard yes oh I, yeah i kept like i'm like i know him i'm like oh it is a scars guard yeah it just it was uh yeah, it's, it's a hell of a thing. People should check that out. But yeah, it was just like, I, these are always things I like, like Steve always would say to me, like, he's like, you're like, you know, he's like, I always keep finding like new layers to you. Like when we talk, it's like, so I'm always constantly fascinated by your, you know, your serve, you know, the time you did and the things you did and your background. And so I'm always want to kind of peel that onion at some point. Okay. Um, you know, yeah, and you seem absolutely. very open to that. So I, I do appreciate that.
1: So, so people, yeah, the, the reason behind that is when I came back from my first deployment, um my mom who did she'd spent about 20 or so years dealing with it, uh, troubled youth people getting addiction issues she did uh, she she was a social worker for 20 years and so when I came back and I had some other things go on and she was very she knew how to approach me okay. so and even with like her death for instance I can being able to talk through it, is a way for me to work through it, if that makes sense.
0: Oh, absolutely. I just that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that yeah. um, that uh, previous generations, it's like you don't talk, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, oh, what was it? There was when I was watching that was the Ken Burns. What was it? The World War II documentary um, okay. where the one guy that was a bomber pilot, I think, or he was a gunman or something. He was in the Air Force, right? Like, like you know, up up there doing strikes. He would never talk to his wife about what happened, but every so often, like his left hand would either go numb or shake. And she would never acknowledge it because he wouldn't talk about it. Like, these Mm -hmm. are the things it's like, this is the trauma he would carry, but you just don't talk about it. Right. And it's like, that is, I can't tell you how many, how many families and how many people's lives got like really screwed up because they just didn't talk.
1: You know? So I had one personally in my life, uh, he was a he was my he was my direct uh, super my my direct corporal he was uh, the team the team assistant uh, the assistant team chief and yeah so, i mean and not I to get too dark but yeah the same way yeah yeah it we can get in what we do talk about i can kind of get into like the issues i had with him
0: yeah sure. but just i just but yeah you being open to talk about it that it's not it's not refreshing isn't the right word it's just that it's appreciated because well, one I never did any military service. Um, you know, I'm, you know, <laughs> I if I, if I was ever put in a t- I, I would hope to be one of the desk guys, like one of the indoor boys that would help with, uh, you know, everything going on. Um, that would be like, you know, like I would be like John Candy in stripes where I'm like, well, I was going to get drafted. Like, well, the draft stopped. I'm like, oh, all right. Anyway, you know, like, like, you know, that, so I'm just saying like, I mean, I had, I had family. Um, that did get like, you know, drafted, but like they, like I had uh, my, my uncles, um, they're like, they served in Germany and it's like, yeah, that's not really the front lines. And they didn't, they never, they never like tried to brag about like the time that they were in like the service or whatever, but it's like, yeah, you did your time, you know, <laughs> but it's not like, not the same thing, you know, like I, I'm sure anybody would have given like, you know, anything to be in Germany, like, you know, in, versus Vietnam at the time. Right. Yeah, so. I would have Right. So, so this is like my, I don't like, you know, I don't, it's not like I don't have family that didn't do things, but not nearly there. There's no, like, you know, I don't, I don't recall any of my family actually doing like any like, you
1: know, frontline service, you know, but that's okay. I mean, I get it. Everybody serves in their own way, but that's fine. Like I don't, I don't begrudge anybody. I don't treat anybody differently than like, Hey, if you didn't serve, you didn't serve. If you, if you, if it wasn't your thing, that's fine. Like I don't, Yeah. I don't like look down on, I'm not one of those, Sigma Alpha Bro, that Bro dudes. it's like, ah, oh, you gotta, you gotta serve in the military, and you gotta do jujitsu, and <laughs> you gotta write a crappy book and be a really horrible <laughs> motivational speaker, and start a coffee company and a t-shirt company, and this this, and that. It's like, no, I, I, look, I did it because I've always wanted to do it. That was my like that. I joined them. I didn't plan on joining the Marines. I was I wanted to go in the Air Force, but then I realized I had to wear glasses, and that was shot down very quickly. And they're like, hey, do you want to? In the Marines. Yeah, sure. And that was that yeah. like my brother and sister went to college and I went to Iraq.
0: I mean, a different, a different theater of education, a different, you know, different, different
1: situation. Yeah. Right. And like, I you know. wouldn't, and I wouldn't tra- change it for the world. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, that, that, that's fair. I just, I mean, I, I, my only frustration with military service in terms of like, you know, this is not, well, welcome to the show in which Steve and I have been called liberal pussies, by the way. So welcome to that. Oh, um, Cause well, it was, you, you, it, it was the episode. You know, my, we, my
1: personal politics. I I, might. I
0: I know, I know, I know. Like we don't agree <laughs> on everything but at the same time we could have, I, we're human beings. People, people should have rights. You know, like it just, I know that we've talked, but I'm just saying it was the episode where we talked about the dark side of the ring, about the plane ride from hell. And it was mm-hmm. where Ric Flair was like trying to get the stewardess to put her hand on his dick. And it's like, yeah, don't do that. Somehow we were yeah, called that's- like, don't do that. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> what, like just anyway. Makes um, sense. What, what I'm frustrated with is that I come from a state that. Has, doesn't have many uh, economic opportunities and has been screwed over multiple times by the powers that be. And one of the ways out is the GI Bill, which is fine. Mm-hmm. They go, go to college, do that. But it frustrates me that it's like these people that don't have opportunities, it's easy to ship them over to fight, you know, wars, but not give them opportunities at home. Like that, you know what I mean? Like, Give give the state more opportunities where people maybe that's not the only option. Maybe they want to enlist because they want to, as opposed to that's the only way out. You know what I mean?
1: That, that's my only right. and that and, like, and I don't I don't think that's wrong. I just it's frustrating, you know. Like that's and, all, and you know. I kind of came from that that post eleven generation because mm-hmm. I was a freshman in high school when nine eleven happened, so I was like at that ripe age to to get recruited. And after mm-hmm. that happened, it was it was every day we had Marine, Air Force, Army, Navy recruiters. Not Coast Guard because I don't recognize them as anything other than Puddle Pirates. (laughs) I had to take a shot. Uh, enough. actually funny. I actually looked at going into the Coast Guard when I when I was looking for a (laughs) job. I I desperately needed a job. I was like, "Eh, I don't want to go back overseas, but I wouldn't mind working on my government pension.
0: Yeah, Um, but you know, at least you put the time in ahead of time where it's like I could I could take this is easy. This is the this is the cakewalk versus that, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah. Um, but that that was kind of, like, uh, me and, like, uh, Al Goro. I mean, he was he's a couple – I think he's the same age as my wife. Um, But he's a couple of years old than me. But we both kind of came of age in that nine 11 eight, like, yeah. we were both in high school during that time. So we were, were, like, the prime candidates to go fight the war on terror for the last 20 years. And that's what really irks me about, like, these, like, boomers and, like, really, like, kind of like, – those weird gen xers that's you know oh millennials never did anything it's like we fought the freaking war for the last 20 years no 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 you're right
0: you're right like i like i i I was um 20 21 22 uh when that happened and you know it's like i mean i was i was living in cleveland already working at a a hockey store so that will tie into what we're talking about tonight um yeah (laughs) yeah Um, that was, oh, that was a weird day, but, um, yeah, we, of course, yeah, 9-11, a weird day, you know, for everybody involved, <laughs> we'll just call it that like, everybody, you know what? That's one way of putting it. Yeah, like, 9-11, it was a weird day. <laughs> <laughs> well, finding out that the one, the one plane that ended up like crashing in Pennsylvania turned over Cleveland kind of was mm. creepy, like in hindsight, cause it could have just ended there, you know? But anyway, yeah. um, neither here nor there. So yeah, I understand what you're saying. It's just I was a little past that. Um, but but you know, it's just I I will always respect those that make the decision to serve the country because I think that's I mean, obviously it's an important job. And yeah, and, and and like I'm never gonna like I'm never going to, you know, it's just I get it, but it's, it's just um there was there's there's other things to it, but I but I appreciate that you're always open to talk about it. Uh, because that's not always been like, well, not even open to talk about it, but being open to discuss it in a um, a human way as opposed to a hardline way of like all or nothing. You know, like, and I feel like there's people, especially right now with all the discourse where it's like, there's no room for actual conversation. It's just like, here it is. If you don't agree with me, we're not talking about this, you know? And I think that's it's, very yeah, challenging. I mean,
1: and I, I mean, uh, I, I won't lie. There was there was a point in my life when I was a little bit younger, and obviously that I was surrounded by it, and I was, uh, it, it was kind of like, oh, I I didn't know anything. I was I was an idiot, still kind of am, but a little less so. Um, but I I picked up on that, and I kind of fell into that, and it wasn't until really later, until t- probably hit my thirties, I want to say that I really started to. I, I took what I experienced, and now I'm looking out over what's happening. It's like, let me take a step back, and you know, this the, the, the let's be honest, like the right wing definitely propagates the the whole mm, we're pro military, we support our troops, and blah 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 blah. But you guys haven't done anything for us,
0: <laughs> yeah. It's whatsoever. funny, yeah.
1: It's like we we'll support them, but why, like why, I I, I served a combat arms unit, I my my joints are dust i have sleep apnea um as a in shape 30 35 year old man i have sleep apnea so which is not obstructive i actually have neurological oh, sleep man. apnea so my brain is telling me hey don't breathe that's bad and at for minutes on end i have less air going to my brain than i would at uh everest base camp oh jeez yeah and you know how much money I get from the VA? Zero for that. I get $150 a month because of my permanent hearing loss. That is it. Because they can't prove that it's service-related. Even though I spent years jumping out of an airplane with 7,500 pounds of gear strapped to my body as if that won't destroy my, my, my yeah, joints you're, you're or just in general taking yeah. taking 50, 50 pounds, throwing it on your back, and walking 20 miles in boots. But that won't. Or your ankles, your back, your knees—nothing. Like I'm in constant pain, but I have nothing to show for it. It's—it's. It's, I'm not asking for uh, m- m- compensation so much, but it's like you guys say all this stuff and kind of use us to push your message, but yet you you haven't done anything for oh, us. Oh yeah,
0: it, it's just like it's it's yeah, and I, I, I that's the stuff that burns me up too, especially, you know, like not to make this like into like, welcome to everybody political talk, but it's just like for the, for the amount of money being spent on the military, come on, you know, like the VA is supposed to be the thing, right. To help them. It's, and I like, yeah. and I, you'll never hear me once say a peep about that, you know, like it's because it, yes, that's supposed to be, that's supposed to be the contract, like the social contract that's being signed, right. The agreement, you put your body right. on the line and we'll take care of you because we know that we're taking the best out of you.
1: Right. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. if I'm if I'm not saying that correctly, let me know. But like, just yeah. I mean, you're yeah. Our bodies are on our own. Once we sign that contract, you know, like that's
2: yeah.
1: Our body belongs to the U.S. government, so they tell us to go do something, we do it. Yeah. And that's the end of it. And it's like that's the least you could do. Like, yes, I got you know we have the the VA home loans, which is great. You know, it's a nice program. But it's like I would. I mean, not to sound greedy, but it's like I'm. I'm in pain every day. I would like to yeah. like have a little bit of monetary compensation. I'm not going to try to pop frickin' painkillers every day. I mean, I take the the occasional ibuprofen, but that's about it. I it's it's just this we're like the island of misfit toys, like broken toys. Like they don't want to when they're done with us. They kind of put and this is kind of like that weirdo like libertarian kind of side of me kind of coming out. It's like the government really. Does doesn't
0: care about us. No, I don't think it's, I don't think it's libertarian at all. I think that's very evident with the way that that happens Mm -hmm. in terms of like being chewed up and spit out. Like my, my, my mom, um, she um, had a lot of pals like uh, during uh, Vietnam and there's a whole lot of them that never wrote back after a while. But she had some friends that um, that were exposed to Agent orange and they ended up having complications Mm -hmm. later. And it's like nobody cared, you know, and it's like, that's, yeah, it's a hell of a thing. So yeah, it's
1: really better in supporting veterans because when I so here's a little funny story about it. I was a full patch member in a motorcycle club. Um, it was a veteran motorcycle club, but we weren't like, you know, sons of anarchy idiots or none of that kind of crap. But I was a full patch member and we were a veterans motorcycle club. And one of our things that we did every year was an Agent Orange fundraiser. So we'd go to the local VFW and you know cook burgers and fries and ribs and all this kind of stuff and raise money for Vietnam veterans that have Agent Orange illnesses, mm-hmm. and you know we'd raise a couple thousand dollars. It it was a good thing to do, and like it's like, well, if the people that sent us to go do this stuff isn't going to support us, we're going to support ourselves. We're going to well, look. And that's fair. Ourselves.
0: I mean, I completely yeah. like that's good, and right? It, yeah. right? it's not enough. It's, no, that's it, what I'm yeah, saying. It's like it's, it's never enough. It, like the kindness of everybody else to care for others is important, but the fact that we have to do that because the the powers that be won't says a lot about that system right mm-hmm. so anyway um that's very like, <laughs> i didn't didn't mean to get too far out of the weeds there but again um if if we could ever talk about um just the overall arc of generation kill and mm-hmm. uh, also mirroring with your your service and like the the, yeah. the overlap i would i would love to do that like i think that'd be more appropriate for that's your it. show um than, yeah, than this I, one
1: yeah probably yeah. i mean i haven't I haven't covered a series yet, but definitely that'd be pretty cool to do. Yeah, sure. Um,
0: Because I, like I said, I just recently watched that. It was one of those things. It's like, um, I, I I would never be able to get my wife to watch anything like that. But I'm just like, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, I gotta talk to somebody about this. Like, you know, (laughs) like. (laughs) (laughs) So so yeah, it's just like because she doesn't want to watch depressing things, and I'm like, I'm not like it's it's a challenge. No no no, I'm saying it's a challenging watch. But that's what I'm saying. It, like, it is, it's yeah. not like it's not it's not a it, comfort food it, thing,
1: you know. Like, and that's why I, I had to warn you, especially about like people who are. I, I'm not saying I'm not s- people who are sensitive to language or anything. less. was eh. like, if you are sensitive to certain types of language, do not watch. Yeah, this but also, it's,
0: yeah, it just, that, I, just but but I took but that but as it gives it yeah.
1: a level of authenticity. Like, this is. Yeah. I mean, this is how we talk. Well, then also, like it's it, like
0: it's a bunch of it's a bunch of young people that can't process anything, so they're mm-hmm. going to say a lot just yes. to either assert their bravado or just to, I don't know. There, there's a lot there that I saw. There was a lot of shielding of them trying mm-hmm. to not have to process. 100%. Yeah. So we we'll, we could talk about that another time, but, um, so yeah, yeah no, but anyway, check out theater war podcast. Um, well, we'll, we'll push it again at the end. I, again, okay. you do like, you do the Lord's work with that and I appreciate that. And, um, you know, uh, stronger person than to me internally, like physically, <laughs> Uh, everything, (laughs) everything. (laughs) I'm a potato man. I get it. No, I'm saying like, um, but also, yeah. (laughs) Um, you know, so, um, you know, I, I go mow the lawn. I'm like, I'm done for the day. I just want to lay down and die. You know, (laughs) it's, you know, um, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, uh, everybody go check that out. We had, like I said, we had a fun talk about Gettysburg, but before we get into the news, which is one story, I'm going to ask you if you dug in anything recently, just, just watching. I don't know if you saw anything. You want to talk about briefly? I have a couple things real quick before we get to the news.
1: Um, Well, I did, I, since I've st- I read Blood Meridian by Cormac mm-hmm. McCarthy, which is just an uplifting, <laughs> feel-good story about the Wild West, and you know, it, if you ever read The Road or understand his work, you understand where I'm going from. Um So I started going back into this deep dive of really dark westerns, because the, the frilly kind of flamboyant, I don't say flamboyant, but like the feel good Westerns of John Wayne, all these kind of like, I'm a good guy coming to town wearing whites like, I don't wanna watch that. That, has, that shows no interest to me. The wild west was awful. People died of drinking water. Like yeah. I wanna see what it's like. I wanna be able to sm- smell these people through the tv if that makes sense like so i started rewatching deadwood i rewatched i started rewatching hell on wheels because anson mount is amazing he was great as captain pike yes so
0: i watched the first season of hell on wheels um and i got frustrated because if i recall and you can correct me there's a bit because there's supposed to be a photo of people he's trying to find right yeah, But there was something about like the way that the photo was like scratched out or edited.
1: Like it was like – I'm like this is bullshit. I, I got
0: really frustrated it, and I didn't it's go on. Bad. I'm not,
1: like, not going to lie. It, it looks like they just kind of like superimposed their heads yeah, on these like, it was, soldiers. It was And like, the one guy that he's trying to find is, is, is a blurry face. It's kind of like a weird MacGuffin.
0: Yeah. Because up to that point, I was kind of online because Meanie is like the railroad guy in that if I recall – He's a scumbag. Um, like, yeah, no, he's, he's a scumbag. scumbag. He's a great guy. scumbag. Oh yeah, like,
1: Common plays a, a former slave. Who's, yes, I mean he's he's amazing. Like I, I don't yeah. think he gets enough credit for his acting.
0: No, I like I was up with I was with the show for like up to a point, and then it was like one of those things where it's like it stretched believability a little too far, and I was like I'll go again. Like, this was like relative what it was like broadcast. And I'm like I'll get, maybe I'll get back to it later. So I was really really all about it, and then I wasn't. So maybe it got maybe it course corrected after that. You can tell me.
1: I think it I, I, like some AMC stuff. I think it it should have been on like HBO or Cinemax. Okay. Or whatever, just because just it felt like just because it was on televised TV, like it was kind of hamstrung by what it could do. Okay. And that's why I prefer Deadwood so much more over Hell on Wheels. Um, just because like I, I I'm a huge Timothy Timothy Olyphant fan because I love Justified. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love and Ian McShane just is amazing like everybody in that show is just so much fun to watch cuz they're just all horrible people living in like a mud town and it's <laughs> great. and they're just yeah. like they're slinging like every sort of word left and right it's just like it feels very authentic just cuz like they are they're on the they're they're, on, they're in the Wild West they don't mm-hmm. care they'll say and do what they want it's a gold rush you know I think, um, I think
0: it's interesting that like John Wayne got pissed uh, about like a high plains drifter. Cause he's like, cause yeah. he's like, they're talking, they, that was just like this American revisionist Western at the time. Right. This whole thing about revisionist mm-hmm. history and he was frustrated. It's like, well, that's not accurate. It's like bullshit. What you're doing is not accurate either. Like,
1: like, like John Wayne is a, yeah, you could yeah. fill in the, the blank there. Yeah.
0: Um, I mean. A- These parts are some great movies. Like, you know, The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance, great film, right? Like, um, Uh,
1: The the Searchers is is a good film because it shows a little bit more edge to him. But the fact that he butt hurt from Clint Eastwood being like, no, he's a gunslinger. He does not care. He will. And then you go to High Plains Drifter, it's like, you killed my brother, and this town is going to paint red, and it's not with paint. Or like, his brother or himself. We don't know. Like, I, yeah. I love... And then you have you know. Outlaw Josie Wales. It's like... <sighs> yes. Yeah. you, you yeah. done messed up. Or Unforgiven, where... Yes. Unforgiven is probably his... Like, it, I think it's his best film. Like, directing, acting like that. I love that movie from start to end. Yeah, it's so good. I mean, Gene Hackman is incredible. In it. Morgan Freeman's incredible. Like, but that's what I want to see. I yeah. want to see that kind of West, even Shane. Like I love Shane. And I, just,
0: I have a problem with because the kid actor. I just, I just, that kid actor is so frustrating in that movie, but Jack Palance, even though he can't get off a horse and they had to the film him <laughs> in reverse literally. Cause he couldn't get off the horse. If you watch that sequence, it's him okay. getting on the horse. They just reverse the film. And it is the most awkward thing. Cause he couldn't get off a horse. Um, I, it's been a minute since we <sighs> have watched it, but now I'm going to. Just yeah, no, but he is a bastard in that film. You know, like, yeah. Um, no, <laughs> but, I – But like, Jack Palance yeah. is like – even regardless of what he does, he's just a bastard. Even in Tango and Cash. Uh, there's a film that he's in called The Mercenary, if I recall, where he is um, like the bad guy in that. There's a bit where he's sitting in a bed smoking a joint with a falcon named Marsha. That's his perch at the end of his bed. And that's it's what's amazing. called life goals yeah that's life goals right because um, it's also I think um Franco Nero's in that um as well it's it's oh, um awesome. it's a fun film but like just you just Remember see Jack Cha like, yeah
1: like Django Unchained and hateful eight like mm-hmm. that's what I want like, I lo- I love the hate- I-, I prefer hateful eight over Django Unchained only because I love the actors in it because it's just there's the tension is there yes and give me Kurt Russell in a western <sighs> And I'm happy. I just love I mean, that Derek is like,
0: I'm gonna remake the thing, but I'm gonna make it a Western. I'm like, good good on you, buddy. Cause it's like unless body horror. Well, but, but that also Daniel he's using He dick. uses um Morricone's score from the thing in that too. Um, <laughs> he he recycles parts of that. Um okay. and it's like and then he brings Morricone in to actually write um, you know, some of the new music for that. Um so you got Kurt Russell like in an isolated winter area, nobody trusts each other, you have the thing score. It's like it bleeds that film, and I I love the hateful eight. I love Django Unchained too because it's like it goes more, um, it it it's like a he camp, it's yeah. very camp. The, the fact that he called he's like it's not a western because it's like he's like it's more of a southern. Like you know, like yeah. I love I love those films. But I I know what you're saying. Like the reason I think westerns appeal to me is because like there is a code of honor, but there's also like no honor at the same time. Honor amongst thieves sort of thing. Kind of. It's like, but there's yeah. also like the antihero where it's like, they may not be doing the right thing
1: or, I don't know. It's like, they're just, I don't know. I, it's, it's very ambiguous. Like there's yes. like no, like, like clear cut good guy, no easy way out. Even, you know? Yeah. Even in like the quick and the dead, mm. they're like, that's a great even, call. Like, Sharon's, yeah. Oh, I love the oh. quick and the dead. Yeah. Absolutely. Love that movie. Like, um, I mean there's hey Keith David. I'm just gonna like segment in from the thing. Yeah. Um but like Gene Hackman's great and Sharon Stone's great and like everybody's is great. that Sam Raimi's like this the way he films it is great. Like the little like weird bullets time at the end.
2: Yeah.
1: Leonardo DiCaprio getting shot is never gonna get old. <laughs> um that's not really yeah. odd. Uh but like red like I even like Red Dead Redemption, like video, if you're gonna go into like video games, like I like Red Dead Redemption, Red Dead Revolver. Yes. Like, oh my god. Well Is the it, reason
0: it, that like that was what sparked my uh, interest in West like going back to revisit, because I knew Red Dead Redemption 2 was coming out. So I'm like, I want to get back into some like I want to watch some Westerns. And so then I ended up doing that, and then like you know, Red Dead 2 came out eventually. Um and then it took me like two years to actually finish that. But yeah, it's just something about that, like that I adore. Um, there's a film on Netflix a couple of years ago called The Hard They Fall. I don't know if you've checked that out. You should check it out. It's um, I haven't. it's an all black cast. Um and, okay. and, they, and they they liberally use a lot of historical figures, but I don't care because it's like they're all presented as like badasses. And then mm-hmm. if you actually like, they were all badasses anyway. But the way that the movie, it, it, the movie isn't historically accurate, but it's more of um, like a vibe. Uh, it's so okay. cool. Like, yeah, Eve was in it as well. Um, I, okay. Oh. I, I'm familiar. I, yeah. I remember it, seeing it, like, it, yeah, yeah.
1: like it, uh, advertised. It's um, so good. Have and you,
0: it's a modern have soundtrack, the, but yeah. Go ahead.
1: Oh, sorry. Have you no, re- please. watched the remake of uh, The Magnificent Seven? I, I have not. I need to. I know. It's not bad. Okay. It's charming. Because, okay. like, I mean, Denzel Washington – He's just amazing in everything he does. Chris Pratt is really good in it. He kind of plays that wild card Steve McQueen kind of character. Okay. You have Vince Nafrio just spouting nonsense. <laughs> you have Ethan Hawke who's just always a player. Like It's it's a pretty stat cast. I just need like to get to it. Odyssey I, I hadn't.
0: Yeah. Just just like I, I think the oh, 310. Tom Yuma, Horn. I don't,
1: yeah. Have you ever, ever seen that? the Steve McQueen's last movie, Tom Horn? No. I've not seen that. It's, it's not bad. It's not great. It's not his <laughs> best, obviously, but it's very much like it's very uh, dour. It's like it ends on a low note. It's very, it, it's not, and I'm, it's it's kind of a feature episode because of what happened with Tom Horn and like him. I don't know if you're familiar with the, the character of Tom Horn. Uh, he was a he was a gunslinger, but he got he kind of got framed for murder, and he was and he was executed. But he was a there's a lot of like ambiguity. It was like was he guilty? Was he not hmm. guilty? um and he was just kind of like a lone like gunman basically gotcha no pretty cool okay and it's definitely like steve in steve mcqueen's last movie so it's like I'm, I'm a mcqueen fanboy um no
0: like I, I, I I, I, thank for that you one. for recommending that so yeah so um but i'm glad you're getting into more westerns i, I need to get to i need to go back to that well too i've I, it's been a while since i've dug in some more <laughs> um yeah
1: I think, I, think I, I jumped into some Lee Van Cleef and I think I've only seen one of the original Django with Franco Nero.
0: Well, so, okay. So important. that, that gets a little weird because he did that one and then like a thousand movies got titled with him. Cause he, if he was mm-hmm. acting in it, they just put the word Django in later for international release. He only made uh, one official okay. sequel and it was in the eighties and I'm not seeing it. Um, okay. but everything else was just like, there's the film that I own. It's called a, what was it? Um, was it a uh, Django kill? If you live, shoot, he's not in it. It's like Thomas <laughs> Mulan. Um, And it's, it's um, very close to like a Gothic, like horror Western. Cause there's a, I think if I recall that, that movie, there is dynamite strapped to a horse and it explodes as like a way to distract people. And then somebody gets coated in molten gold. Like it is a very weird movie. Um, yeah. So, if you go down the Django hole, you're going to find a lot of not him there.
1: Okay. Have you... Uh, when was the last time you saw Maverick? Oh, I don't... I've never seen the... Like,
0: Just I hadn't seen it. Like it just, You've never
1: seen... No, I need, I need to. Yeah. I, oh, I, it's so fun. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Especially uh, considering that he's playing the new Maverick and... Um,
0: and you got James Garner uh, in there, too.
1: Yeah. Like, James, I, I... Yeah. yeah, I don't, yeah. He, he's, he jumps... It's, it's, it's just a lot of fun. And there's, like, a little... There's a funny moment in it. It takes about five seconds and you will go, <laughs> I know that. I know that's that funny. Team.
0: No, I need to. I just, it was one of the, I, at the yeah. time when it came out, it wasn't on my radar, you know? So I like, so yeah, but yeah, anyway, like as much as I always try to get Steve to watch Westerns, um, Westerns, people watch them. They're great. You know? So I'm glad that you're digging into the darker Westerns. Uh, we talked about that before we started recording. Like it's like, it feel like it's like a hell racer thing. Like I have such delights to show you, you know? So, exactly. um, but yeah, no, it's just there's something there, right? Like it, it's, it's cool shit. Um, so I want to mention uh, two things that I got into recently. Uh, well, actually, well, two and a half things. One, before we start recording today, um, I had ordered an item on Amazon, uh, and it, like I paid $5 for delivery and they're like, oh, it's, a, it's going to show up on Wednesday. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm good with that. And then I got a notification like last night. It's like, your item's been delivered early. It'll be available Monday. I'm like, cool. Then I got an email saying, you can go pick it up at this local, like, um, discount furniture store. I'm like, that's not delivery. Like, I paid $5 for it to be delivered. You're telling me I have to go to discount furniture store to go pick this up? I was very frustrated by that.
1: I think you need to write Jeff Bezos a very strongly worded email.
0: Yeah. Like he will care, but like, <laughs> like the item was $20. The shipping was five. Why doesn't it show up in my house? Right. I think that there, cause I mean there's an Amazon fulfillment center, like just like a few minutes away from like, cause it, the, the, everywhere we live now. Right. But like, why does it have to go to uh, like, it's a place called value city furniture, which people like in the Northeast Ohio area recognize, but it's like, why would I have to go there to go pick up a package? I was very annoyed by this. I'm like, why would I have to pay for shipping than if I have to go pick it up myself? That One, that just annoys me. Um, Two, um, I did call off work on Friday to go watch Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I'm not getting into spoilers. Wonderful film. I don't know if you've seen um, the first one, uh, Enter the Spider-Verse. I did and absolutely adored it. Yeah, right? I absolutely love that movie. It is... It's, I I love, it's my my favorite Spider-Man film, right? Like I just, and then this, the second one, uh, it is wonderful as well. The part that I think is funny that people are like, wait, this is part one. I'm like, it's been announced as a two-parter like last year. So people are walking out mad that it ends on, it ends on a cliffhanger, but the movie has an emotional arc that pays off. So it feels to me like Empire versus like cutting a movie in two right like it feels like like oh shit things aren't completely figured out yet but we got a complete movie you know like i just wonderful film um outside of the per, the the couple that brought the baby into the theater that cried a lot um it was a really really young baby i don't think that baby watched the first film and understood the nuance of what was going on
1: total total noob no i <laughs> being a parent My son's not going to a movie until I can get him to sit through an entire movie at home. See, okay, like,
0: okay, thank you. Like, I'm I'm not a parent, right? So I can't. I'm never going to be like, I don't like parents should, but it's like, "Ah, that's frustrating to me. I picked eleven o'clock viewing time, like on a Friday. If you're going to bring young kids to an animated Spider-Man film, I can't be mad about that. Like, I I love Spider-Man from a young age. I'm not going to be like, hey kid, you can't like Spider-Man, but. If name a, every if Spider-Man a, comic ever. Yeah, right. Like, like, whole comic book guy. Maybe. Yeah, when you when you could like quote to me. Every, no, no, just um, yeah. <laughs> um, if you could name every single Spider-Man in this film, I just uh, no, um, no, it's just what I'm saying is like it was a young kid. It wasn't like it wasn't like um, like I'm talking like it, it was like probably like like an infant that you could tell like because you know, it was cry- like crying like it wasn't like. Yeah. Being like, you know, the it. I am sorry, I am ref- not mean to refer to children as its, but you know what I mean. Like, the, like it was they're, like they're it's. It, they, at, at that okay. point, they're it's. Yeah, but it was just like, but thankfully, they were far enough back in the theater because it's one of those ones with the arranged seating, so it was like staggered that it wasn't so bad. And it, but it's like, and at least there wasn't it, like I, I've had such bad luck going to the movie theater with people like being idiots. So it was one of those things I'm like, there was twice where this this child was crying and I'm like, and it wasn't, at least it wasn't a constant. So I was able to kind of push it out and watch the rest of my animated Spider-Man film, but wonderful film. I, I adore it. Um, can't wait to watch it again. Uh, and th- I just think it's funny that people were like, wait, there's a part two. And it. it's like, it literally said it like right, right on the poster. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to give any spoilers because
1: the internet will spoil it, it's but like I, I can't wait to see it. And like my son is starting to come, he's into he's Lego age right now. He mm-hmm. loves Lego, and of course Star Wars Lego and Marvel Lego. He's starting to recognize the Marvel characters, and he loves Spider Man. He loves I, Iron Man is, is his jam, but like he knows who Thanos is and all. Like, okay, buddy, you are my son, and I love it. But gonna need, we're gonna need a couple of years before you can watch into the Spider Verse, just because I don't think he's quite there yet. Oh, no, there's a lot going on, right? Like, like it is. Yeah. But I'm, I'm like, you can't really appreciate. It, but he, you know, he loves Paranorman. It's like mm-hmm. his favorite movie in the world. It's Paranorman. He that's one movie he will sit through and watch, and he will actually recreate it. It's absolutely okay. perfect. Like, so like when Norman's walking through the town, he'll grab his backpack, throw in his backpack, <laughs> and walk around the house.
0: Oh, see, that's fun. Uh, like, and, uh, yeah, I got
1: him into into like, uh, Ninja Turtles. Yeah, We were at a birthday party and it was at Chuck E. Cheese and they had the, kind of the new side-scroller Ninja Turtles. And he's like, Dad, I want to play this. I'm like, oh my god, I am so happy. <laughs> <laughs> like, my wife wants to play games against gets tickets. I'm like, no, we're playing Ninja Turtles side-scroller. It's happening now. That's funny. <laughs> He's like, I want to play the. Rap. I'm like, you want to play Raphael? Yeah, I want to play Raphael. I'm like, sweet, I'm playing Donatello. <laughs> yeah, you're the purple one. <laughs> that's funny. That's really fu- no, that. that See, that's great. Like, I mean, that's yeah. why it happens when you name your son after the the best captain in Starfleet. <laughs> My son's yeah. name is Riker. By yeah, the way, if yeah. Like, the no, I just
0: I I think I, I think <laughs> it's great. Like, um, um, I will say that I've I've known people that um, have named their their kids after certain pop culture stuff i i'll I'll tell you off air the one that frustrates me i'm not going to name names on air but um but no rikers are cool like that i think it's a name it's like if you don't know you don't know and it's fine right i think but if you do know that's great
1: right like (laughs) well it's a little anecdote about that when we decided the name because my last name is 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 quite long we're like well we kind of want a first name that's kind of short Mm -hmm. it's like okay cool what do we want to do it we want and like we looked through names and we found Riker. I'm like, that sounds really cool. And, I, and back of my mind, I'm like, Commander Riker. Yeah, you're like, awesome. you're this like, is going to happen. You're like, shirt so, tuck,
0: shirt tuck, shirt tuck. You know, like,
1: I'm going to teach him how to, how to sit over a chair. Like, how to, how to swing the leg yeah. over the chair. He's going to
0: seduce every uh, space lady ever. We know that. Right? are the yep. best beard ever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we go on to. To talk about, you know, Ripley's Believe It or Not. Yes. Um, yes. So, uh, when real he, or fake, we, whatever he says. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, we're in the hospital after he gets delivered, and we name him Riker. And uh, I think it was like two days later, we get ready to leave, and we're like, oh, well, you know, what's his name? Riker. It's Like, oh, you Star Trek fans? And my wife gave me the look, like. Are you kidding
0: me? We you should have
1: just—you should have just like dead
0: faced him, be like, "I—I I don't know what you're talking about." Like, like you should have been like, "This is a family name. He's the fourth Riker in our family." You know. Um, <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, that's funny. I mean, so, um, yeah, I, I, yeah. My, my my Facebook profile, my middle—I I, I, my middle name's Tiberius on Facebook. That doesn't, you know, that's not my real middle name. Because when I first joined Facebook, oh. I thought you were supposed to have your middle name in there. And I'm like, I not i to get my middle name. Um, yeah. So yeah, I respect that.
1: Yeah. My son's middle name is Norman. So we'll watch Paranorman. It's like, oh, his name's Norman. <laughs> there we yeah. go. So and, I got, and, and growing up in high school, I got hit with the, that uh, wore round glasses. And my last name, my first, my, my last name is Smigelski, but it's S M I G E L. So Smeagol. So I got hit with oh, no and Harry Potter. I got hit with the, both barrels. But I like Lord of the Rings better than I like Twin uh, Harry Potter. So I was like, oh god damn. I don't well like Harry Potter. Yeah. It's stupid. Uh, yeah, my last name
0: is Stedman, so I got uh, Deadman. Oh, uh, and like, you know, like I got a lot of uh, and then also my my first name's Paul, so because I wasn't good at sports, uh, when I was was in elementary school, they someone called me Foulball Paul, and I was so mad about that. Oh, and, kids you know, cool. like, so, like, cause kids are cruel. <laughs> you know, like, it's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're all little You know, we're all horrible people. Yeah. Kids. yeah. Um, I, I have a story about high school athletics. We, we'll, we'll, get to, I think we talk about miracle. Cause we, I want to, I want to talk, cause I know you, uh, do different sporting activities. So let, mm-hmm. we're already 40, 40 some minutes in, um, and we talked about things, um, Yeah, uh, let's let's just get to some news. We have one story for news that we'll talk about. um, uh, We'll talk about Miracle. Are you ready for some news? Yeah. All right, here's some news. Good news, everyone. I have no idea if this is good news or not. Terrifier 3 is officially happening, and it says we'll continue to push boundaries. So um, I've seen the first Terrifier, uh, I did talk about it on an episode with Steve uh, and uh, Dynamo Mars and the Goro on Talk Without Rhythm a couple years ago. Uh, actually, uh, it was a year ago. Anyway, um, I have not seen Terrifier two. Have you seen Have you seen the first Terrifier? I don't know if you've seen the second one. I,
1: I've seen both. Okay, so um, they're movies. They're movies. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I will say I do appreciate the the uh, commitment to what these movies are. I will say that. I do. I like the practical effects, the over the top exploitation kind of style of it. The grind has like, and it's original. I am like, you know what? I get that. Some of it's like, you guys are just indulging yourselves a little too much. Yeah. Um,
0: That's kind of where I felt the first film where it's like, I'm not against I'm, I'm not against uh, violence and gore in terms of like this. I, when I say this, like it, it, it's not that this has to have a purpose, but it kind of does. It's like, mm-hmm. give me, give me a reason. Like, as opposed to just like, cause if you're not giving me a reason, then this is like the shittiest music video ever. Like, you know, like, like I don't need, um, I, I've kind of hit a point in my life where I'm like, if it's just excess for excess sake, I'm good. Uh, and I feel like that first film hit that a couple of times. Um, and I know people do appreciate it and they, they're like, oh, it's like, it's a new horror icon, you know, it's art the clown. I'm like, cool, whatever, you know, like definitely a visual look. It's just, I felt that it was an, an excess and in poor taste and like, that's where I, I also understand there's an avenue for that too. I get it, but not for me. And so I can't tell people like they're wrong, but I could also tell people they're wrong. You know? yeah it's
1: like <laughs> the see people that, that idolize the the uh, three from hell and the devil's rejects mm-hmm. and that like, sorry those movies are trash they're <laughs> awful like i at least appreciate house of a thousand course because you try to do something wraps on me try to do something different mm-hmm. like i was like you know what i can appreciate that and you know see chris harbour turn into a uh uh, brain dead kind of weird dude. What cool. oh, you mean? it's a Chris uh,
0: Hardwick? All right, continue, please. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I can I,
1: I've I've
0: I've given up on him. But anyway, just I just, yeah. I used to like him a lot, but then anyway, go, go on, please. Yes.
1: The, yeah. <laughs> um, I can appreciate him wanting to try something different. But then you watch Devil Rejects. It's just like I don't. I I'm good. I'm hard pass on these people. And then you you know Three from Hell. It's just like it, it's just. I can only take so many of the same dumb stuff. It's just like all these weird edge lords like, oh, they're so cool. I'm going to wear, You know, I'm going to support the three from hell. It's like, no, you're an idiot. That's yeah. Kind of how it mean, is. So it's here's like, my you, admission. You, you're, yeah. you're totally cool with just like mass murders and that kind of stuff. You want to be this weird, edgy kind of person. Mm-hmm. It's like the same people like, aren't the clowns the greatest thing ever? It's like, no, he's he's something. He's original. I will give you that. He looks like he looks the, terrifying. The, no, he's, the, the
0: he's, look, like, the look is good. Like I don't get yeah. me like as in a the, the, recognizable the practical effects.
1: Yeah. I hey cool. Yeah. There's no, no CG, like really awful looking blood spurts. It's all, it's practical. I can, I can appreciate the love of trying to, to homage that exploitative uh, practical effects, mm-hmm. just like grindhouse feel. I can really appreciate that. But I guess to the point of being like, you guys are just kind of just stroking yourselves off. To this character, it's just like, okay, where, what more are you gonna do? Like, what, what can Art do from here? Mm-hmm. Like, I watched the other one that did. Uh, was it um, what was it? The movie that kind of introduced us to Art the Clown. I can't remember. Oh, all it. all um, Hallows
0: Eve. I've not seen that. Well, yeah, yeah, how, yeah,
1: All Hallows Eve. It's, it's it's pretty bad. It's pretty awful. But it's, <laughs>
2: it's,
1: it, it's not great. It, but it introduces It's like it introduces to Art the Clown. All right, cool, fine. And then you have Terrifier. It's just like, what more can you go from there? Like, are you gonna put a baby in a blender? Like, what are you? How are you gonna push this envelope? And who are you trying to target? Like, what are you trying? Like, are you just trying to go just a sick that make make someone gross out just progress out? It
0: feels like it feels like the shittier version of the shock value that you get from the American Horror Story stuff. Okay. where it's like they're trying to be like yeah, but what if we do this? And that's my opinion. And I don't really care for that. Um like in terms of like you can do excessive over the top gore. Like um like The Dead Alive. I love that movie. Okay. It's so it's so yep, gross right. and weird but fun. Like when you literally have somebody with a lawnmower going back and forth across a yep. room trying to kill all the zombies and he keeps slipping and like we know we know we're on the joke. It's gross, right? Um, like, you know, the Evil Dead series, you know? it's like there there's like it, it's like you're in on it as opposed to being exploitive, right? Like it's just there's a there's a line there. um, and I'd also even like and it seems tame in comparison now, most of the saw movies, I think, are garbage because it's like oh, you know, it's like I always my my joke is always saw was better when it was called seven, um, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> it's better. um yeah, but it's like, it, it, like but then at the same time I'm a hypocrite because I love the Friday thirteenth series and we always talk about our favorite kills. But it's like I think there's a little bit of difference there because also Friday 13th, I don't I mean maybe it's not the same thing. Maybe it, maybe it doesn't seem
1: as cruel. I think that's what it is. Like,
0: yeah. Kind of, yeah. Kind of
1: like it just it just feels like it's just being mean for being mean's sake. Like whereas Friday the thirteenth, it's like Jason is kind of just dunking Crystal Lake.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's also like, I, I don't know, I think there's a certain amount of like, I, mean, I guess, I guess Art Clown's like the evolution of like, we're cheering for the bad guy in a lot of ways. Yeah. But it which- just feels like it's not handled cor- like properly, or I should say with, I don't know, like, again, I, I'm coming at this with a negative a reaction to the first film. I will watch the second one. I've already made that commitment because I know I'm supposed to go back on Talk Without Rhythm with the same four people to talk about the second film. I'll mm-hmm. get there. I think two hours and twenty minutes. It's like I'm sorry, you know, you're not, um, you're not making Oppenheimer. Calm down, there, uh, terrifying. Yeah, exactly,
1: too. you're, you're, you're a weird looking clown that it's splattered for. It's like it's like, I, 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 I'm a gore. I like I do the 31 days of Halloween. I started yes. doing a couple. Yeah, yeah, I, that, yeah I, you do I'm do that. Really, you're
0: stronger than me because you actually like. Well, do that.
1: I watch most of my stuff at work. They Fair pay enough. Need to watch horror movies at work. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but. and also i'm not gonna get into it but like you know you're you're uh you've told me that your day job is at a very unique location and watching horror movies seems like you're just like you know doubling down on like what you're doing
1: I'm, well every time i work every time i work christmas i tell my wife i'm like i'm waiting for my john mcclain moment i will literally take my shoes off so i can have a john mcclain moment like, Maybe. <laughs> like, i know i am yeah, yeah yes i am it's funny i'm a child yeah but i i just i, I, I watch something like have you seen vfw
0: i'm not i need to like i've heard nothing i've heard that's also a little like mean but like there's a reason for that you know like there's a difference there like yeah
1: it is mean but it's not like mean towards the person you're rooting for
0: for what from the conversation i think you had that with al goro it felt it it feels more reminiscent of like a song precinct 13 than exactly it's it's a siege film yeah there's there's something there I can oh. deal with that like I can like I'm okay with that like like recently I was on at the devil's ball talking about eight um, millimeter and um, which I, that that film still I I think it's it it carries like it's a very heavy film.
1: Uh, but seen we forever
0: yeah well you should revisit it like even though oh. we talked about the potential that some of the darker tones maybe maybe some of the circles they were trying to find like when they were trying to find snuff films maybe not have been as like maybe realistically portrayed. I agree that it probably was because this was right when the internet was a thing happening. So you'd have to go to these weird places to find this stuff. There's something there that, that it's like, if you're going to go look for a thing, you're going to find it. And, um and that, that, but if you keep looking, you're going to keep going more and more in these dark corners that is going to get very, very specific. And, and if that's something that you want, I can't, I can't tell you to want that or not. I guess what I'm frustrated with is that like, if we're so thirsty for a new horror icon, I would argue that we could do better. You know, that's all.
1: Yeah, it's it's fine for me, like the 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 one off, like. But then you watch a movie like Barbarian or even like Malignant. Malignant was a lot of fun, actually. I thought, I, was I was frustrated of a lot with of,
0: it, but I know a lot of people liked it. I'm in the minority, but yes, yeah. It's
1: so it's fun up until the uh, police station sequence. Until, like, the, the reveal of it, mm-hmm. like the mystery, is great. The reveal sucks.
0: I, okay, well, you and I agree on that, but I know, like, we're in the minority. A lot of people enjoy that, and that's fine. That's that's fine. It,
1: it's different, but yeah. you know what? I again, I, I appreciate the fact that they tried do something different. Mm-hmm. Like, I always, I always appreciate the fact that it's not a remake. I mean, like, I'm I'm not gonna like, oh my god, remakes. Sometimes the remakes are actually better. Like a True Grit. <laughs> I say I think that I think you make- I, I will take <laughs> your. Why do to
0: do that? But two of my favorite films of all time are updates, right? With the thing and um, the Fly. So I yeah. can't. I can't ever tell people not take another crack at something, you know? So I get But yeah,
1: yeah. The idea of of trying something different and doing bring something to like you creating something, I will never like cheat that down. But mm-hmm. it it was it was dumb. I'm fine with that. Barbarian was actually I was I saw like, I need to watch that. Like, I've heard I've heard
0: I've heard that's solid. I need to get to that. I, it yeah.
1: is very solid. I was like, what the hell is going on? Like and then I watched it like Oh, this is not what the trailer expected you mm-hmm. but then you watch something like uh like i I am the the minor I don't know if I'm in a minor minority but I don't really care for Ari asters horror mm-hmm. um I thought Midsommar was not good I did not like it fair enough I liked her yeah. I liked hereditary I mean grandson and stuff is like oh, that's kind of coincidental it's just it's just like a plot device or like mm-hmm. you had to do that just to make the mood plot along fine the yeah, act it, it and it was great. I, I, I then anything to say about you know, bad thing about the actor? Something right was like you had to do. You had to have something happen for this. Like, fine, mm-hmm. that's fine. I can I turn my brain off for of that. But like Midsommar it's like I, how can I feel bad for Florence Pugh? <laughs> and it's like I don't feel bad for her. Like, okay, yeah, you're you, you're you're in a bad relationship. You sh- I'm not putting it all on her. I mean, obviously, like her boyfriend was a scumbag. He he was distant and everything else. But it's like you know, it's hard. It's like it's hard for me to want to root for somebody who doesn't, and that's my own personal thing. It's like it's hard for me to root for you when you don't have any sort of inner strength. Like you, you obviously had a lot of trauma and all this other stuff. Like you're dealing through that. I, I get that, but it's like her boyfriend was drugged. It was basically date raped. and mm-hmm. he's supposed to be a bad guy in this. It's like he's not a good guy. I'm not saying that. You know. Oh, I'm not trying to pull that kind of weird Sigma
2: <laughs> BS. But it's like,
1: he wasn't a great guy, but he didn't, he wasn't, he was drugged. He was chemically drugged. Like he was drugged to have sex with this girl that and you found out and then you're just like, well, screw this guy. He's going to die. It's like, it was, it's just like, mm, I no, don't I, I, I understand sure what you're saying is, like, this I, isn't yeah, for me,
2: yeah.
1: and, but then I watched something like apostle I, I yeah. love that film. I absolutely love just, I, that yeah,
0: film. I need a physical release of that because I know it's a Netflix original, but I need a Blu-ray of Apostle like now.
1: It's like it's original. <sighs> it's I love. I like slow burn movies because I like to kind of get myself invested into the world, with yeah. the characters. I don't, and that's the other thing with like terrifies. Like it's you can't get invested into it. It's it's hard to kind of. You could turn your brain off because it's just kind of like splatter gore, but it's like I don't. Get invested into it. I don't. I I don't know. I just feel like
0: there's times where it's like, and stuff like that, like that, it just feels like they're like, well, we know what we're doing. It's like, yeah, but I don't agree with it. Like, and that's fine, but it's like, I don't know. But also, I don't like the whole idea of like when you say turn your brain off, which I like, I get what you're saying, like, because you can do it. But I'm saying, I don't like if that's supposed to be the bridge, be like, well, just turn your brain off and don't think about it. I'm like, you need to try harder then. You know, like, that's all. Like, just one of my favorite movies the last couple years is Psycho Gore Man. Like, I adore that film. And it's like, so much fun because it, it's like because but it has it's a very smart script and it's a very steady hand yeah. but it's a very silly over-the-top graphic film right and again it not, it's it not is. the same thing as terrifier but there is a genre heart there that's beating it, and it's taking the right lessons from why we love the things that we love
1: yeah like the kid like the the, the children in it are yes. amazing child oh. actors and like yeah. and that's who you latch on to
0: yeah and it's just, but also like the, the, like yeah, everything. I I could talk about Psycho gourmet over and over again. Um, but yeah, and the
1: fun of the Psycho Gorman just being completely just agitated. It's like I just want to kill these kids. Yes, I just yes. want to kill these kids. I can't. It's I have, great. Uh, it's yeah. fun.
0: Um, I have a Hunky Boys shirt that I wear sometimes with him. It's like with the sunglasses. It says Hunky Boys. I have That's that. Awesome. Um, uh, uh, friend of the show podcast husband Terry bought me that album on vinyl, like the soundtrack. So yeah, I I, but yeah, I just I. I'm glad that there's an independent uh, franchise that keeps making more money than it did previously. and It's actually going to like and and supposedly this one's getting more money for this this three this third film. Cool, it, but I also feel like maybe it's not like I mean what when I say it's not learning the the, the right lessons, that's just my own personal opinion. I get it. There's people out there that like the Boondock Saints as well, not me, but people were excited for a sequel and they got Most it. People are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Like I always try to say over and over again that I try not to judge people, but when they talk, like, when I was working at Blockbuster, I was like, I love the Boondock Saints, I'm like, have you seen a second film? That's all like, that's always like, anyway, like you love what you love. I can't, I, I shouldn't shit on what you love because, um, there's things that I love that people are like, I have no idea why. Like I love Miami connection. My wife can't understand why I love that movie as much as I do um which if you've not seen it it is a, it's a wonderful lost film that is the power of taekwondo and friendship and music uh in, in the 80s <laughs> that was a lost film I love it she doesn't like is,
1: it is that anyways connected to like the French connection no
0: no 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 I'll have to send you the trailer for this it was it was a film that was lost forever because it was independently made and this guy named YK Kim who is super he was super older and he was shot a lot of it on the uh, was the University of Central Florida campus in the 80s. It's a fun film. But anyway, but yeah, I love what I love, you love what you love, and we could all like we could all judge each other. It's just, if Terrifier 3 is coming and people are excited for it, cool. Again, support independent horror. That's the you know, it's the only way it's going, more of it's going to be made. I guess I'm just frustrated where it's like can we get something else? I don't want Art the Clown to be like the thing that that sets the course for independent horror for the next 10 years. You know, in terms of like, that's where the money is. That would be very frustrating to me. And you mentioned Ari Aster. There's so many films now that are like, I'm going to make a horror film, but we're all going to be sad about it. I'm much more in line with that A24
1: kind of emotional core stuff. I get it, but not everybody is, you know? The the problem with A24 is it feels like they make really great trailers and then the movie kind of like – no, well, that's that's not cool. <laughs> like this weird like Monkey's Paw movie that they have coming out. I'm like, it looks really cool, but I'm like, oh, how much of this is going to be like an art house kind of like stroke job?
0: Yeah, I like uh, when I went to go see uh, the Green Knight, which uh, I liked that film a great deal. I, I'm not saying I, I understood a lot that, of it either. I, I like
1: the Arthurian, I, I like the yeah. Arthurian
0: legend. That's yeah. Kind of like- yeah, it, it's a it's a beautiful watch. There's a lot to latch on to. I'm not saying I got it all, but I remember- Oh, movie, God, no. When I'm the like, movie what was over, going? there was somebody in front of us. There was a girl. like Everybody was quiet the entire movie. And The moment the, the crutch rolled, I hear- <sighs> And then she gets a walk out of the theater. And it was like, I'm like, she was waiting for like two hours just to give the heavy side leave. And somehow that made me like the movie more. I don't know how to describe that. Like, it was wonderful. Like, I'm like, I was, I wanted to be like with her and be like, I get it. But I also kind of really dug it, you know, like, so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I had to watch that movie in parts. Yeah. Just because, like, I was like.
0: Well, the film's also I, in parts, too, which
1: is fair. Yeah. I think that's fair. It, it is. Know? And it's it's a fantastic film. Like, I, I love it. It's not better than, like, Exc- uh, Excalibur, which is the goat of all Arthurian legend. And I will hear nothing of it. <laughs> but, like, to watch them, it, like, it, it's beautiful. Like, it's a really cool movie. But, yeah, half time I was like, I'm not a smart man. And I don't understand this movie.
0: Well, I mean, just, you know, like I, I think there's times where there's it's a- like,
1: yeah, you know, the, where you can see the
0: intent and maybe yeah. upon repeated viewings, maybe it might lock it a little bit more. I can get that. But I also agree with you where it's like, um, there's times where I'm like, I'm, I'm fairly aware of what's going on. Like, give me a little bit more to latch onto, which that's, that's on me. And that's, that's something that I will, uh, run into sometimes with Steve, or, like, Algoro uh, Goro or other people on the show where it's, like, I feel like I need a little bit more of, like, sometimes more of, a like, um a story hook or a plot mm-hmm. hook to drag me in. A little bit or a character hook as opposed to letting things just exist. I don't know. I'm watching a movie. I feel like sometimes I need a little bit more material to get through. I'm not saying I'm stupid. It's just that for me to get over that hump, I need a little bit more. Yeah. But then I'm a hypocrite because, like, I love... Tron Legacy, and people will tell me that's not a great movie, and I'm like, it it is. I think I've watched like a few minutes of it. I don't think I've actually sat down and watched it. Fair enough, but it's like if people tell me that's not a good movie, it's like, well, have you seen Tron? You know, like it's just, you know, I mean, they're both they're both kind of incomplete, and they're both like pushing uh, technology, and they both have great soundtracks. So don't tell me that Legacy isn't like a great sequel to that first movie because neither one of them were perfect but I love that movie but anyway like yeah. that's neither here or there so no I thought I'd pick your brain about Terrifier I'm, I'm glad that you saw the second one in terms of the conversation because I haven't
1: I, I, yeah. I watched the second one because it was honestly it was because it was streaming I was like eh, I'll, I'll watch it and I I kind of already seen it like you go on YouTube and like the algorithm gets you I'm just like yeah hey, and we just click on this and I click on this and I kind of like already watched It was like <sighs> I do not watch it, I guess. <laughs> and I'm at work, like yeah. so. My buddies at work, we call them, them work movies." And a lot of times, like you're not gonna watch a good movie when you're at work. Fair that's enough, it. that makes sense. Like, yeah. I watched Obi Wan when I was at work. If that gives you any inclination, of my ideas of Obi Wan, eh, I mean, I I'll agree like, with you
0: as much as like I, I have a hard fair. time doing that. But I, if, if you're gonna pick a, a Star Wars series, that's probably the one to do that with.
1: Now, yeah. and or I watch at home. Yes. Guess, yes. Oh,
0: so there's so much meat on those bones that the bones are like, are you can't even find the bones. Season like, oh, two. Oh, yes. oh. for oh. a show that
1: shouldn't exist. That's my favorite give, one so far. Me, yeah. Give me a character driven Star Wars movie or Star mm. Wars series. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I'm, I'm very, I'm very, because. Sorry. Rogue one, I think is the best Star Wars movie. Granted. Empire is the goat, but like in terms of enjoyment for me, I will sit down and watch Rogue One all day every day. Yeah, my, my I guess I, I think it's because I'm, like I'm yeah. I'm a war film guy. Like that no, I like watch it, that. It's yeah, it's it's a war film. It is. And there's a yeah, and there's a door gunner monkey. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: no. It's um. I just I guess what I'm frustrated with is like I just wonder where some of the other things were in that movie. They got changed but anyway it's just whatever the movie it's just jitter to- so didn't rebel once uh, but, anyway, it's, it's just, but the movie it's gorgeous I I just yeah I just yeah. It, it Rogue One's the best of the of the new ones that have been put out Um, I know
1: we we can I know that we can know that de- yeah a little bit that, divisive that can, about can, the we can rest can, of that that's, that's yeah. another conversation to be had yeah yeah but like um, um I, I know you and I but are yeah, divided terrifi- yeah. Terrifier 2 yes. is it's a movie it's yes. just <laughs> I, I just watched it's like you know, this it's like oh, that's interesting, but it's like it's just kind of it's, it's and it's weird to say it's mean, and that's a, it's like if you want to put like a protagonist or an instant victim through something, that's one thing to kind of move it on, but just, just yeah. to be mean for being mean sake, it's really hard for me to. Um, have you seen Dragged Across the Concrete? Yes. So, I'm pretty sure you know where I'm going with this, Jennifer Carpenter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, I, that movie, that movie literally had me. I was like, "Awesome! I am, I am in this movie. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying like enjoying, but I'm invested in this movie." Mm-hmm. Then, then that came along, and that was the movie, I gave. I was like, "Yeah, I, I gave the melt thing. I'm like, "Nope, no." Yeah, I saw no. that.
0: That's- I saw that the theater too. I ended up uh, like catching it, like you know, like just, it was like a five dollar thing. Like we, our our local mm-hmm. Cleveland, there's a Cleveland cinema thing here. Like, like they actually do a good a, a good amount of showing like smaller films. And I was like, I'll go catch this in the theater. And I'm just like, I walked out of that being like, all right, well, I need a shower to hug now after exactly. this. Yeah.
1: So like when movies are just like just mean for being mean sake, it's it's really, it, it's, it does take me out of it. Like yeah. when it's, when it, it if it's yeah. like affects the protagonist and it kind of moves it along and gives her, her, or him or whoever reason or like, okay, it, it, it adds to the movie but when it's just mean for being mean sex like well that's just kind of like
0: yeah like like okay so it, you you read <laughs> the road I saw the film when it was in the theater and mm-hmm. I saw it in, like the middle of like February like the dark dark February cold like like eerie just like gross gray whatever right and we walked I, out of the I, theater. I have
1: no idea what you're talking about I know, I know 75 degrees I know man, yeah, 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 just
0: imagine like <laughs> a, yeah. it was like it was like the best time to watch the road but the worst time to watch the road <laughs> Right, like, <laughs> okay. um, like, like you could say that, um, like slate gray is the Ohio State bird. Some I don't know. It's just um, it, it's monochromatic is, like, <laughs> like, but like something like I'm talking like February with that deep cold that happens like yeah. you know like in the northern part of the country where it's like it just is right like um and then going across like living near the lake and just everything's gray and the the salt on the roads all that right like mm-hmm. watching the road. And how like and walking out of the theater, like the four of us were all like, we were quiet, just driving home.
1: <laughs> Radio is off. Yeah, because like. it's just, like
0: because we couldn't feel feelings anymore, you know. And it's like, but that was a very satisfying watch, but it gutted you, right? Like yeah. I like um, I'm trying, like I just I don't know. No like, country for old men is another one like that. Yes, you know, it's like um, it's just one of those things where it's a, a sledgehammer, and it's like. Purposely so, and there's a reason for it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like cruelty for cruelty's sake, um, but I don't. I don't think the roads a cruel. Film. It's a savage film, you know. Like it yeah. is, and No Country for Old Men is a savage film, but it's not being mean for mean's sake. It's it's like there is a purpose tor- for it, and so right. like so for me, it's like with horror films I just I don't know man like there's there's a local convention that happens here every six months um, that we we attend that there's tables that people have like independently made horror films and a lot of it is like borderline snuff and I'm like I can't mm. get behind that I'm like I'm good it just seems like exploitative and mean like I'm mm. I, I don't need it I don't need it I don't want to watch it like I'm good. I don't need it in my head. You know, what the, the line from eight millimeter, like, you know, when you dance with the devil, um, you don't change the devil, the devil changes you. Like, I don't need that in my head. And like some of the gratuitous things that go on with these films, I'm like, I like I don't know. Like I could like it's just I don't know. I, the I don't need an edge Lord yeah. stroke job. Yeah, it's just anyway. Yeah. So I know we talked about this a lot, but like so um uh, recent horror films that you watched? Anything that you want to recommend? Like I know you watch a lot.
1: Um, uh, I Barbarian. I need to watch I think, that. Yeah. I, I, very very good. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, but I decided to watch. I guess Eli Roth has a uh, Legion of Exorcists like series on Max. Hmm. I watched that okay. today. It is so freaking stupid, mm-hmm. but I'm here for it um just, it is yeah it, it you know what i i appreciate eli roth because you can definitely tell that he loves the horror genre granted it's the is a quality not so much I but
0: i feel like i, could, I, I could feel like him and mike would hang out together and be like hey i got an idea it's like yeah that's dumb yeah. i got an idea too he's like that's dumb too and they'd high five yeah. like they would just high five <laughs> um, <laughs> like, and it's hey. just
1: like these like five or six like exorcist like quote unquote exorcist he's so like you're just a scam artist yeah and they talk about like cursed in the like the first episode like about cursed objects and it's it's stupid but it's like that remember the daytime like unsolved mystery supernatural like spooky like documentaries they do like A&E and like the the daytime crap that's what it is except with uh, actual like uh, somebody actually put money towards it yeah I was like I was watching today as as I was, you know, folding mounds of clothes, my small fluffy dog sitting on the bed and my wife comes and she's like, You're really wild She's like, Yeah, it's stupid, but I'm here for it.
0: Well, I found out recently, <laughs> it was a couple weeks ago that uh, Stormy Daniels is doing a ghost hunting series now. And I'm like, you know what? Good on your good on her. Make your money. I don't
1: care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like well, at least it, it at least it doesn't involve other
0: things well what no the whole thing like, <laughs> she no she talked to vice about like you know what happened yeah. where it's like her whole like career got derailed because of things but it's like you know what if you're gonna reinvent, no, reinvent yourself again and go follow people around in like abandoned buildings and be like, Do you hear that? I don't care. I'm not I, I'm not gonna watch it, but I don't care. You know, like it's I've done
1: fine. The, the, the ghost tour pub crawls, they're great. You get drunk and you hear <laughs> ghost stories. I'm cool. Oh, with that. oh, so
0: years and years ago, um, when my wife and I we lived on the east side of Cleveland, there's an area called Willoughby, um, that um, was referenced by uh, Rod Sterling in one of his Twilight Zone episodes. But there's a bit where uh, we were we were leaving a bar. I was drunk, surprising nobody. And uh, there, the car in front of us was a car that was labeled for Willoughby Ghost Tours. And I rolled down my window, and I yell out. I was like, fuck ghosts is what I yelled out real loud. Um, and my wife, like, she, like, she was upset at the time, but in hindsight, she thought it was funny. Because I'm just yelling at this car. Like, I'm just yelling at this car.
1: And, Yeah. it's a parked car. There's nobody in there. No, no, it was in
0: front of us. They were turned. No, no, we were driving. It was not a ghost car. It was a a person driving a a car. car. Yeah, no, I I just, I just, I guess what I get frustrated with is like, you're profiting off of people's like hopes and dreams. And like, like, you know, if I, if I actually didn't have like a moral compass, I would do that shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it frustrates me. It's like, ooh, there was somebody that died here once. I'm like, ooh, everybody dies someplace. You know, like, um, I, I went to the, um, oh, what was it? The, the prison that, um, Shawshank was shot at, um, in Ohio. It's like 90 minutes away from here. And like, they do, um, they do ghost tours there too. And it was like, well, those things, when I did that tour, there's people walking around with like, you know, like ghost monitoring devices. I'm like, yeah, good luck finding anything, you know, it's a prison. <laughs> I'm more upset knowing like the things that happened here to people, right? which is upsetting to me because it's like this place isn't a battery. It's just a testament to history. You know, anyway, it just was one of those things. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't know. Anyway, I'm sorry. That the, That's the, a brief tangent.
1: I apologize for all of that. But yeah, the, the very yeah. first trip that me and my wife when we were dating went on was to St. Augustine, which is the the oldest city in yes. America. Yeah, we so I mean, it's a fantastic city to go to. It's a great it's a great walking city. Great outside bars. You know, you have live music, on and they have a ghost tour, pub crawl. Let's let's do this. It starts like a. FW and there's other places and like one of the and the the guy was just he looked ridiculous. Just he was wearing like a weird fedora with like a <laughs> feather in it, like a vest on with us. Like, I'm like, on you, bro. You, you're you're doing those like thirty pieces of flair, and I'm here for it. It's amazing, <laughs> and we just got hammered. We walked around, talked about ghosts, but then you're like, oh well, they really did treat the indigenous people pretty awfully here, didn't they? this yeah. is great. This is this is really moving down. Awesome. Oh, we're like pirates because it's, it's like a pirate museum and all this other stuff. It's like, oh,
0: a lot of people die here. Oh, well, those this pirates. Cool. What was their cargo? Don't talk about that. Like, it's we don't know. Yeah. So, all right. Anyway, I I, I dropped uh, the one uh, Resiquid f bomb for the for the episode. Um, okay. I, I try not to work blue, but you know, in terms of ghosts, uh, people need to know how I feel about them. Um, <laughs> you have know. a hard stance. You know what? I appreciate that about no, you. I just I get frustrated because it's like, like I don't know, man. Like I don't know about you. It's like you you've seen more shit in your life than I have. I like so there's probably a lot of things that can't be explained that maybe you've you've witnessed. But I'm just like. If there was evidence, it would be like documentable and like you could actually use a scientific method to actually prove it. You know, like I feel don't, like there's don't, enough out don't there. Talk science now nowadays,
1: Paul. Be, so you might. I'm recording this there.
0: in Ohio, which is not that far off from Florida in terms of how we feel about education. I get it. I understand.
1: You hey know. man, I'm a grown man reading at fifth grade level. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, after That's we're done here, audiobooks. after we're done here, I'm gonna go to a Target and just throw clothes on the ground because I'm an angry person and don't understand things.
1: <laughs> we'll, make, we'll do it while you're shocking a Bud Light.
0: Yes, yeah, uh, just because <laughs> you know, because Christ, I just <laughs> corporations, corporations don't care about like you know what I mean, it's, like. It's just I don't it's know the Capitalism these these idiots love and yet they're mad at it that's just I don't know it's like maybe be mad at the fact that corporations that that big exist not um I it's anyway neither here nor there yeah. that's I'm just, <laughs> sorry um are we ready goddamn we've talked for, <laughs> for, for having for having one news story we've talked a lot about nothing else other than that story anyway terrifier three hooray question mark not really TBD <laughs> Uh we ready? we're ready to have a more serious conversation about the film miracle. we ready for this. Actually, you know what? I'm going to quote Steve here. Erotic clown. That should be the subtitle for uh Terrifier 3. <laughs> With a huge question mark. Erotic yeah, erotic. Erotic clown? Question mark. Anyway, so yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's get right let's, let's talk about some let's talk about some miracle, a miracle. And now for our feature presentation. Uh, this evening's feature presentation is the 2004 film Miracle, uh, which we talked about previously uh, being uh, a, a dramatization of the Miracle Nice from the 1980 uh, Winter Olympics. So uh, directed by Gavin O'Connor, Connor, um, written by Eric Guggenheim, uh, written also by Mike, Mark, Mike Rich, um, and starring a lot of guys who were hockey players that turned, they, they made actors. So anyway, uh, <laughs> it's, it's true. It's the truth, right? Cause it's like, it was like yeah. they, they went to the production like, it's easier to probably teach hockey players to act versus like actors to skate. So I think mm-hmm. that's completely fair. And I think it works in this films. Um, but aside from the guy who played, um, the goalie, he was an actual actor. Um, they actually brought him in a, uh, what's the gentleman's name? um, Oh, I'll look it up here. He was the one that played, um, oh, Jim Craig, uh, Eddie Cahill. He was actually an actor and they mm, uh, brought him like
1: an SV, like law and order or something like that. Yeah. He was like an actual,
0: uh yeah, he would show up in a CSI, New York. You're right. Okay. Um, yeah. And then, um, his, uh, yeah, they brought in, um, a former, Ozo, um, Brathwaite, uh, former goalie for the Oilers. He retired. He came in and played him with all the action scenes. But so, um, yeah. I it, it mean, it's spoilers. Um, if people don't know this film, it's about the U S being the Russians. I don't know. Like it's, it'd be like, Hey, Apollo 13, they came back. I don't know how to, I don't know how to frame that. Uh, so <laughs> it, you know what I mean? Like I just, I when I, was, when I was in high school, whenever that film first came out, I was like, yeah, let's go see Apollo 13, but don't worry. They come back and my friends like, don't ruin it for me. I'm like, you literally don't know history, do you? Anyway? So, um, so I want to ask you two things. One, uh, cause we talked about like, you know, you have your, your background in serving in the military, but I also know that, you know, you're a physical guy, you do a lot of things still, uh, even, even though you're in a lot of pain, you still work out and do things and it's, you're posting <laughs> videos, your thirst traps if you are lifting weights. I get it, uh, all the time and stuff, <laughs> um, you know. Uh, but you play rugby describes my OnlyFans. Right? Yeah, yeah yes yeah um <laughs> yeah um, what, what, press what I, anyway no uh, I, I, no yeah. i don't <laughs> yeah no but like you also play rugby or you you have yeah. um yes so um, in terms of like i know you you have a respect for that sport um that like it's it's much more um a it, like explain rugby to people they may not, i mean I don't don't get into the, i understand that the, the scoring is a little different but like what, what's the
1: main, like, the main part of rugby that appeals to you? So rugby is a hooligan sport played by gentlemen. And what that means is that you have very specific they, – they don't call them rules. They call them laws <laughs> on how – they do on how to play rugby. For instance, tackling. Tackling, you tackle below the waist. Anything above from the chest and up, you will get sent to what they call the sin bin, which is the penalty box for rugby. You have very specific laws that you have to follow to play rugby. You're, and your job – even like the, like you can watch rugby guys tackle each other. Your job to make sure that you – this is an oxymoron to have a safe tackle, if that makes any sense. like yeah. you, you have actually a responsibility as a tackler to, to, to not your, – your job is not to hurt the other player. To stop the other player, yeah, and injuries happen. It's a contact sport, not like football where you try to get on ESPN and get the, the big hits. Like your job is to stop the tackler and make a safe tackle. It's also when you talk to the referee, it's yes, sir, no, sir. And that is it. The referee is God on the field. Hmm. And there's a very famous referee named uh, Nigel Owens who will tell these big dudes like this is not soccer. This is rugby. Get back in there, like. And it's funny because he's actually not funny, but he's actually part of the LGBT community. He's he's a homosexual male, but he he commands so much respect in the rugby community. It's like you don't. T- that man's a saint. <laughs> you you say yes sir, no sir, and you shut up and you get back in the scrum. Or um, the only people that talk to the referee is the captains. There's none of this like you see in soccer where you have all these dudes gang up the referee. It's just the captains. He gets the captains in. The captains talk. Go talk to your teams. It's very much a respect oriented uh, game. And after the game, the home team uh, hosts what's called a social at a bar. And you go there with the other team and you sing and you drink and you have comp- drinking competitions with the other team. And it's all it's camaraderie because you you respect one another on the field. You're trying to kill each other, but once <laughs> you come off the field, you carry yourself as gentlemen. Respectfully kill each other by hugging exactly. each other and falling yes. down. Yeah, <laughs> and like the seventh season, the sevens is seven minutes aside for seven minutes. It's a it's basically an all out sprint for seven minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's a big party okay. for the most part. You play like three or four games, but like you ha- we have these guys called whores, and they will join your team. Like, hey, dude, if you're looking for a player, I'll. Eat, eat, eat. Somebody, I'll whore out for you, and you just go and find a team to go play for. Okay, so it's a very interesting community. It sounds like it, and like I know it's it's man. And very short shorts, playing with odd-shaped balls.
0: <laughs> I, I have um, I have a friend of mine who uh, she um, ended up marrying uh, somebody from Australia, and she lived down there for a while. Okay. And then she they're 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 now back in the states. But she is um, oh I forget the name of the Australian rules football team that she's
1: still a fan of. But I know that's a little different than rugby, but not by much. It's A little bit, different. yeah. I don't know how I don't know anything about Australian rules football. I've watched it, and I'm like mm-hmm. I have, and even now I'm like I have no clue what's going on. <laughs> I. He picked up playing rugby uh, in the military. Okay. So I was on a – we are doing a joint uh, training exercise with the French uh, Foreign Legion, the French Commandos, and the French Navy. And they asked a couple of us, like, who wants to go on this French transport and do an amphibious landing? I was like, yeah, sure. That sounds cool. So I actually roomed with a French Foreign Legion captain, and I got to – became really good friends with the French Commandos because all the other Marines kind of stuck themselves like, well, screw you guys. I'm going to go hang out with the French dudes. And I'm walking around. (laughs) They were awesome. They're great. Um, and so I'm walking around the, the French ship in my civvies wearing a New Zealand, all blacks shirt. And the, the all blacks had just beaten the French in the world cup. So I got, you know, kind of like friendly, you know, ribbing and stuff. And, um, the, uh, The French are—they're actually really fun because I was—I asked them one time, like, "Do you guys really hate us?" Like, no, those are the Parisians. Those guys suck. We love you guys. I like the the French are like, yeah, the guys from
0: Paris—they're—they're the jerks, not the rest of us. Like, you know,
1: I mean, they're—they're stationed in Nice in the south of France in the Mediterranean. Like, how angry could you really be at the world? (laughs) I mean, we're—we're in Jacksonville, North Carolina. We're angry. You guys are in the south of France in the Mediterranean. I think you guys have it just okay. Yeah, um, so,
0: Sounds like a good area to be, you know, to enjoy life, you know, stationed.
1: And yeah. they're like, yeah, you should come down and visit us and all that stuff. I'm like, okay, if I ever make it to the south of France. Um, I still keep in contact with some of them. But on the, le- the last day of the exercise, um, you had like a – the, the CEOs come out and, you know, stroke their egos and make some really horrible speech and blah, 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 blah. And all the enlisted are like, yeah, let's go, let's go, you know, screw it off and go drink and have a good time. And someone brought a football and we started throwing on the football and then throwing football turned to rugby. It went from touch rugby to slight contact rugby, rugby to full contact rugby. And then when I got out, I, it was like, I need to find a rugby team. And I found a rugby team, my local team, and you know went out and was like, "Hey, do you, you guys looking for more people?" I'm Like, "Yeah, sure, come on out." And next, you know, and I'm playing winger, and then I played, which is kind of like your receiver, mm-hmm. outside guy, your speedy guy. And then they're like, "You're really angry. You like to hit people." I'm like, "Yeah, I do." You can play flanker, which is the uh, linebacker okay. kind of position, the psychotic guy who kind of goes out and tries to tackle people as hard as possible. That sounds me. And then my first game playing flanker, I get punched in the face and get busted open in the face. And then <laughs> I'm bleeding all over the field. And they're like, You got to get off the field because you're bleeding. I get off the field. And it's the first game my mom came and saw. Oh, no. And, and they're like, She's like, Do you guys have any first aid? Like, Yeah, we have cold beer. Just put this on your face. <laughs> so I'm holding oh. a cold beer to my face as I'm drinking it with <laughs> my mom. And she's like, I'm going to Walgreens. She came back and dashed me up. I was hoping she would come back with
0: before. different beer and like just frozen peas. That's it. You know? And she's like, I found this dirt. It's clean dirt. I'll just rub it in the just, face. Just, it's just rub it in there. You're fine.
1: <laughs> and I absolutely and I and that was the meeting. I was like, I love this sport. Okay. And my all my groomsmen, half my wedding was all rugby players, and my, my family absolutely loved them. Like that's like they they love the ceremony and everything, but they're like we love the rugby players. It's like, yeah, they're a good time, they're fun. <laughs> so <laughs> they're respectful though. That's the, that, very- that's
0: that's the important part because also I think the lack of protective gear should like there, there, there's a trade off there, right? Like there's a thing mm-hmm. where the more and we'll talk about this in hockey in a second. Like the more you put on gear and separate yourself from the actual contact, the more you you remove yourself from the contact. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that's, what's happened a lot with like, uh, with, with hockey and football. Um, uh, sorry, American rules, NFL football. But I think with the way that you guys play rugby, it's like, you know, like there's no helmets, there's no pads to my knowledge. It's just dudes, you know, going out, a- going after it. Um, there, there has to be a certain amount of awareness there that, you yeah. know, for your own safety and the safety of others that I think is a Absolutely. little, yeah, a little different. Um, so with that being said, um, I know that you have been like, we're, we're recording this the night of game two of the Stanley Cup finals. It's not going off going the way that you would hope it would. Um, no. Uh, uh, yeah. This, this is how it's going for me. <laughs> so you're in Florida. Uh, the Florida Panthers are in the Stanley Cup finals for the second time. Uh, the the uh, Vegas Gold Knights are in the Stanley Cup Finals for the second time. They're playing in Vegas right now. Um, yeah. They lost the first game four to two. Currently, as we're looking at the score, oh look, they scored one. Great, it's but,
1: five to one. Yeah, so they scored That's one, the and third. then it's
0: still five to one in the third. So <laughs> I might have to I have to switch the, to the harder stuff after this nine point yeah, nine. Yeah, yeah, not before. not looking not looking good, Bob. Right, anyway, <laughs> no, so. It's not. Uh, so, but I've been, you know, I've been, i have been with you because you've been passionate about this and it's like, cause like I love hockey. I do. Um, yeah. but, uh, I have my reasons, but I wanted to ask you because it's like, I know hockey necessarily isn't like a Florida sport because you know, ice, um, and this weather, um, you know what I mean? Like well, in terms of like, yeah. I mean the Southern reach we've talked, you and I've talked about it individually, like not, not talking about this, but like, I don't know when you started watching hockey or where it's more like. You're a default Panthers fan because it's in your
1: like you know in your regional area. I don't know where you're at with that. So I actually started watching hockey late '90s, right when the Red Wings and the Avalanche had their huge <sighs> uh, rivalry. Yeah. When like Peter Forsberg, Joe Sakic, Milan Hejduk, Patrick Waugh. like I watched Patrick Waugh get in a fist fight. I'm like, why like, this? What's this big dude? The goalie is fighting. So like that was like. Oh, I like this team, but then you watch the Red Wings. you got Steve Eiserman and Sergei Fedorov, who's probably one of the best players ever to play. Like, I yeah, mean, and then I what think was Forsberg it? was better than Fedorov, but Fedorov yeah. is definitely one of the best Russian players. Yeah, and then what was it?
0: Was it Osgood? Was Curtis Osgood? Yeah, was the, uh, Osgood, the goalie? Osgood,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. like, yeah,
0: uh, Detroit was stacked. Like, I like, uh, we, like even talking about like, oh, is it? Um, we're gonna talk about the 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 Russian team, but uh, Fatizov, right? I think he was mm-hmm. on that team as well. Um, I think he was he was on the Red Wings for a minute. I don't know if he was part of those those teams, but he
1: was he was a Red Wing after. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but that was like the like yeah. golden age of hockey, though, because he yeah. had uh, Ed Belfour, and <laughs> yeah. you know he just had like this like amazing group of hockey players. And I, growing up in Florida, I mean Florida, like South Florida, especially, like you had Trevor Kidd, who was a decent enough goalie, but just the Panthers were just a nothing team and then all of a sudden here comes Tampa. And funny thing about Tampa, Tampa actually kind of a hockey town. Now, they're a sports town, like, but they're kind yeah. of a hockey town. Yeah,
0: I mean the Lightning they, they they've shown in the last like 10 years that they're yeah. there, right? But like um I know the big thing with Tampa originally was um I was it uh Ray Home, the first mm-hmm. female goaltender, right? Like she yeah. she was good. It's the whole thing is that people have crashed the net and that was bad because she they couldn't yeah. She
1: was technically she sound. Big. She wasn't big enough to to hold that neck. Yeah,
0: which was but. frustrating because she was she's so good, right? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like the Tampa, like, yeah, just but the southern expansion of the NHL was a thing, right? Because even with like Minnesota moving to Dallas, um, like that was a thing that was happening. But yeah, Florida, I didn't consider it a hockey hotbed, but kinda was or kind of is now.
1: I mean, we have a lot of transplants that come down here too. Yeah. But like Which, and like the um it's because my uncle plays hockey and he he's a Florida native. He play he's sixty two. He plays three nights a week in hockey. Wow. Okay. And and like their hockey rank is they have double hockey ranks and I mean they're they have guys who played college, class, guys who played amateur, guys you never played before, guys from Canada. Like I I go there and I hang out with them like Jesus, you guys are really freaking good. Like for being a, you know, a, like just a beer league basically. Yeah. It's, and he, his it's team is so, called yeah. the Hattrick Swayzes. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Awesome I love it. So, it. But like, th- yeah. there's a really good South Florida team too. The uh, the uh, Palm Beach Vice, which my buddy Sean is goalie for. Like, I served with. And so
0: that, I was going to ask you about like in terms of physicality and um, the exertion. Versus you playing rugby. So I know you've been like watching hockey for a while. Um, Mm -hmm. I will argue that I think hockey is the toughest professional sport. Like football does take it out of people. Like no doubt, right? But in terms Mm -hmm. of schedule and in terms of like, don't give a shit about me. Take me up. I'm going to go. I've never seen another sport where you could be missing half your body and you're still want to be out there playing hockey. Like, you know what I mean? Like just, it's amazing to me.
1: I think hockey is. The more physical sport because, yeah, like I said, like the injury aspect, the getting slammed to the boards aspect. I think football and a rugby kind of fall onto the more aggressive side of, of that. Like Fair football, especially. I think football is definitely more aggressive, whereas hockey is more physical. Yeah, that's yeah, that's you're true. moving. You you have to, your conditioning is way better. You're constantly like you you your your brain is constantly moving because these guys are constantly. Moving whereas football, you kind of stay in your lane, so you don't have that aspect of it, but you do have the, the more aggressive aspect of football where, like a you know, 220-pound wide receiver is doing an in-route and you're gonna get creamed by a guy like you know Ray Lewis, like that's just that blunt force trauma. Um, do I agree with it necessarily? No, not necessarily, but then you look at football's helmets, and then like hockey pads and hockey helmets, whereas the hockey pads are kind of soft and the football pads are kind of hard. And- well, th- th- that was the thing that was like, there was
0: a, an escalation there for a while, right? Like um, that they were making, um, because like, like so not to get too much in the weeds here, but uh, the point of contact for hockey is the shoulders like downward, like the front towards the chest, right? Because you're yeah. skating forward, where football is more upper on the shoulders, right? Mm-hmm. So, because you're, you're bending down. Um, there were a time there, there was like a arms race where they kept like making hockey equipment, like thicker and more aggressive. And it's like, and they realized it's like, sure, that was helping people hitting, but not helping people absorb, you know? So, um, like it's a whole thing of like give and take, right? So Mm -hmm. it's all about like impact absorption, which I'm not like, just like, so yes, I worked at a hockey store for five years. I never played going in. I remember I saw a help one inside. I, you will appreciate this. I walked in. I was like, well, what, what are you looking for? And the guy that was running the place, he's like, I'm looking for like high school kids that can work like evenings, you know, whatever. Like they don't let teams, like team practice interfere. I'm like, well, I was like, well, I recently graduated college and I'm available 24 seven and I have a retail background. He's like, good enough. And so I ended up getting <laughs> hired there. Because um, I was like, he, it was, it, he realized it was easier to teach me hockey equipment than to teach hockey kids how to sell. You know, yeah. like so it became a thing where I worked there for five years. Um, I, I can't tell you how many goddamn smelly feet I touched. Um oh. and, and how many how many gross, gross skates I handled. Like oh. gagging, gagging, because you know, I everybody, it's only I don't know if you know this or not. Sweat corrodes like no other. Like it is. Yeah. Absolutely terrible. And I had to go in and try to take a like a boot and the heel that was rotted and like like re-rivet like a skate blade to it. And it was gross. First thing in the morning, like you don't need a cup of coffee. You just need a sticky skate and you're awake for the rest of the day. Um but smelling salt. Oh God, it was so bad. It was so bad. Anyway, so um, but I will say that like I think I think there's something to be said for the long haul season of hockey when you get Mm -hmm. to the playoffs. It's like no other. Like, I—I yeah. I mean, I also equate it to basketball because there's a lot of wear and tear for basketball players. Don't get me wrong about that. Like, I understand that you got to have something in the tank. However, like, you hear so many stories of guys having like broken feet and like just contusions, and their head almost fell off. They got cut by a skate or whatever. It's like guys' neck get <sighs> cut. Like, oh gosh, you know, it's like there's like you hear so much. It's like how are you still out there? Like, well, I got to do it. It's like, yep. do you? You know, so it's like, it is, I think hockey of the four major professional mm-hmm. sports we have in the, in the North America, um, there's like that, like in terms of attrition, like they don't care. Like, can yep. I go? Oh. I will go. So it, I will, I and will. And for yeah. a long time. Oh, gosh. And I think like a lot of hockey careers go along in terms of like, I don't know what the average career is for NHL. I think it's still different than like, um, I know NFL football, it's what three to four years professionally. On average, 100%. right? Yeah. Uh, baseball is probably it's the longest because all you got to do is like, you know, adjust your job. There's jock not and, a lot like, of you know, there and, then and you might like, yeah. you
1: might break a finger.
0: <laughs> Ooh. I Whatever. Like baseball is fun I mean, in spurts. I, I just, I'm not a I, big, I, yeah.
1: If you can hit a hundred mile out of fastball, you're pretty good. Like there, there are aspects of baseball. I'm like, I don't know how the hell you can do that. Like, that and like, like was Otani right now is like mm-hmm. just, you know, just amazing. I, my, my wife has had my wife's a huge uh, Orioles fan. You know, okay. she's from she's from Maryland and she just loves the Orioles. Um, she's also a Ravens fan, so kind of a weird household to be in when the Ravens play the Raiders
0: uh, <laughs> or yeah, I mean was- or so I don't know living in a city in which that team left and became the Ravens. And then once well, I do Well, I, I make sure I don't have to piss her off because then she's just going to set my car on fire. Um. <laughs> also, Ray Lewis <laughs> killed somebody. Sorry, go ahead Ray continue. Lewis, Ray Lewis killed a man. Yeah, he killed a man. Yes. I killed him with a trident. Yeah, sorry, he killed I'm him kidding. with a trident. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, he did kill somebody. Watching- I'm sorry. Like, every, sorry, let's be straight. He killed somebody. Like He's he just with somebody. the death of somebody. Let's continue, he please. He killed somebody.
1: And uh, when we were watching, I think it was them versus the Rangers. And it was actually like th- having this background noise is actually pretty exciting because when it happens, like, oh, shit. You, you know, run and watch, you know, drive in a, a two run home run mm-hmm. or like it sitting there just like watching the editing. It's like, OK, I don't know what's going on. I don't understand the strategy here, whatever. Yeah. But like we have uh, we have a pool and we have an like, outdoor TV. So we're, like throw my my son's like, I want to watch baseball. OK, so we'll throw that on or we'll like like pop our heads over. Like that's kind of the exciting part of it for me.
0: Yeah, no, baseball's but, moments as opposed yeah, to like a full exactly, on thing. Exactly. Yeah,
1: like the moments happen. The moments happen. It's really exciting. Nine percent of it's just kind of like, OK, but I feel guy like yeah, swung on the ball.
0: Great. Yeah. Great. But I feel like <laughs> hockey and basketball mean basketball more so, but hockey is a game of momentum. Right. And I feel like you can't like there might be down moments, but you can't stop because it could change. So fast, right. Where baseball is like one person versus the defense, you know, Mm -hmm. like the entire time. Like, I like whatever, it's fine. Like, you know, like I, I've been to like a number of uh, games here in Cleveland. It's been a good time when you go like not necessarily my cup of tea but like i like i do appreciate it don't get me wrong right like it's been it's it's fun yeah. right and i've been to a handful of uh browns games you <laughs> know good bad, otherwise um you know <laughs> mostly bad And it's fun too yeah
1: mostly bad depending <laughs> on which quarterback is is playing is it a John Manziel or uh baker mayfield
0: uh, well, well. I, I i i don't know if i told the story on the show before cuz Steve's not a sports guy uh but i was there um it was uh, when Charlie Fry was the backup. He was he was like this. I'm talking. This is years ago. He was supposed to be like, mm-hmm. oh, Matt quarterback going to be a good guy, right? We're gonna well, he's going to be the savior, you know. Anyway, because Ben Roethlisberger, Matt quarterback, right? Like so. The Trent Dilfer was our quarterback at the time, which I was okay with because I was I used to be a big Buccaneers fan, um, and then they won the Super Bowl. And then I kind of drifted off because I'm like, you guys already mm-hmm. succeeded. It's fine. Anyway. Um, Trent, you know, Trent was in and he was like not doing so well. And then I, everybody was like, Charlie, Charlie. And then Charlie came in and then like, his first like pass was like three yards in the dirt to the left. Oh. And then and then everybody was like, Trent, Trent, Trent. Like, like it was the most Cleveland thing ever where it's like the backup quarterback is the favorite person. Anyway, so I just wanted to get your gauge on. Hockey is a very physical sport and I think it I is. respect it because like, and you mentioned, you said your father-in-law plays at 60. Like there's a momentum to Mo- it. That, ma- sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I, um, I apologize. Yeah. Oh, that's um, fine. yeah. That's fine. Uh, but oh, like, yeah. But like, <laughs> no, but it's like, um, he, like you could still have momentum and still skate with velocity, mm-hmm. but understand how to move. Cause there is a grace. It's a controlled grace yeah. with hockey that I don't think you get with another sport that gives people longevity because they understand how to move because skating on ice is a challenging proposition and be able to do it with accuracy is like no other. And it's, it's a beautiful thing once people understand it.
1: I've tried ice skating and it just hasn't taken, which, Hey, I live in Florida. I don't need to know how to ice skate. Well, here, here, here. I'll I'll put this. Here's a pair of CCM, you know, nice, like (laughs) hockey skates. Like I will teach you how to skate. And I tried and I tried and like, just did he give you? Did you get? Did
0: he out. give you a hockey stick? Because if you can tripod, you can mm-hmm. do better. Like okay. I, I honestly like that's like because like I never played until I started working at the store, and then I did some rec league stuff. And I bought, like, because I got a discount, so I had some nice equipment, and then I'm sure everybody was pissed off at me because I had nicer equipment. Because because you, when you're working in an area, I'm like, I don't want this hobo shit. Like, what's going on? Anyway, so anyway, like, so I'd play a couple times rec league, but if you had the stick in front of you, you could actually skate forward because you were able to put the stick on the ice, and your balance was different, right? So, like, it helped. Um, that doesn't mean I did any good. There was a, literally a point where... I, uh, tipped over backwards and cracked my head on the ice and, um, I've never had And like you've been through much more physical ordeals than myself, but I had that white flash when I tipped over Mm -hmm. and it was one of those things almost like I wanted to cry so bad because it hurts so (laughs) bad. And I was like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And I went to the bench. And I was like, Don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, <laughs> don't cry, don't cry. On the, like, you're on the bench, don't cry. Like it was like I just I just wanted to like it, it hurts like you know what I mean like I don't know man like you get you, sometimes it's like I just want to ball my eyes out because it hurts so bad. But I'm like I can't cry in front of these rat leaders I can't do it. Like you
1: know, so, no, like, like I, I I can't tell you <laughs> how many times I've taken a tackle and I feel like too attack over And I'm like. <laughs> I'm shaking my I'm shaking my head to get the cobwebs out. It's like oh, you gotta get back in line, and you gotta get yeah. You have to keep like keep going. But, but the and, fact
0: that I rung my own bell, and I'm like, I gotta go back to the bitch. I can't do this now. Like that was bad, right? <laughs> so with all that being said, uh, so hockey is a physical sport. I respect every single person that does it because it's like, especially like especially now we're in the Stanley Cup Finals. Like like yeah. in terms of this recording, everybody's put their time in. They've all punched their tickets, right? Like it is. It's a hell of a thing.
1: And we could also agree and Florida was nowhere near like no one knows yeah. how the hell they got to the Stanley Cup finals. They beat freaking The fact that they beat Boston, they beat Boston, but... they beat Montreal, they beat Carolina and yeah. now they get stomped by Las Vegas, which I will I will say at least it's two teams that's never won the Stanley Cup Yeah, or in the finals. Well, I will I, say I, this I'm too. Okay like
0: like so um a few years ago, um uh, last time I was on Vegas, Uh, my wife and I were out there, uh, it was during a preseason game for like, it just, it happened to be the last night we were out there. And just the amount of people that were out there for a preseason game Mm -hmm. was like, you talk about transplants, like there is a fan base. It also doesn't hurt that the first, the first year you exist, you go to the final. Like right. that doesn't hurt,
1: right? Like, because they, they built that team to go to the final.
0: Yeah, it's it's frustrating because the Blue Jackets haven't done shit. Uh, they expand because <laughs> the expansion draft didn't help them. And then the, the Seattle Kraken were in like the second round of play. Like you, go, like you look at I like expansion. For them. Yeah, it's like great. Look at all that. What what did Columbus do? Not much. Anyway, here yeah. you, near there, there is there's a fan base for Vegas, and I respect that. Um, And if they win. I can't deny that, but you know, I know you're excited for the Panthers and they've been around longer yeah. and like, they've, they, you know, like just come on. Right. Yeah. Like it's just,
1: just scored. So we're
0: good. there. Oh, oh we what it's two to five now. Is that what's going six. on? It's... Hooray. Anyway, so we're still, in. yeah, <laughs> we need Kurt Russell to show up, uh, to right? inspire to the team. Yeah. So with all that being said, I'm sorry, I've been dragging this out. Um, in terms of the film miracle, mm-hmm. um, can, uh, before we get into the film itself, um, how much like can you give us a little bit of context of the Cold War um, at that point? Like, I know I'm not asking for a big geopolitical thing, but I know you're okay. a fan of history. But can we talk a little bit about this because I think it's important?
1: So I think this was kind of towards more like the like the waning years of the Soviet Union. So 1980 was kind of the year that was really the year that the Soviets decided the bright idea like, hey, Afghanistan. No one has ever conquered Afghanistan. Let's go into Afghanistan. And they proceed to get their asses handed to them by the Mujahideen and Rambo. Um. <laughs> it's almost as if Afghanistan is an area that you shouldn't go into
0: attack. I don't
1: know. I just throw that yeah, out there. Maybe Damn. you shouldn't invade a country that's uninvadable. I mean, the British couldn't do it. Alexander Great couldn't do it. But you know what? Gorbachev could do it. <laughs> um, and this was, I think, was it two years before Chernobyl. I think Chernobyl was 1982. No, uh, Chernobyl was 86. Um, 86. I, okay. It, the reason. I so that, this was yeah, yeah. this was it, definitely towards like the yeah. back end yeah. of the Soviet Union, and at this time, America was dealing with a lot of inflation and job loss, and uh, history repeats itself. Like. Gas prices and a lot of and we um, took it
0: on the chin. instability.
1: Yeah, we took it yes. on the
0: chin for Vietnam and then water. Yeah, definitely post Vietnam
1: yeah. era. I think it was uh, Carter was the president at the time. He was, and like
0: I think the the film actually does like like to its credit. It didn't need to. It actually does a pretty good setting the stage of where mm-hmm. America was, where it's like, oh, we were high and mighty, but we kept like like just you know we we
1: give- had just lost in the uh, world basketball. Final to the Russians yeah. which is still contested by the which is, I'll say it's I I'm I, I remember watching the documentary on HBO and like the silver medals for the USA uh basketball team is still held like they have never accepted that those medals. like we do not accept these. You guys robbed us. So-
0: hmm. Well, uh, that mirrors what happens with the Soviets here. When we get to this in second, yeah, <laughs> a little bit, but no, it's like we kept taking it on the chin. Like we talk mm-hmm. about like this, uh, American exceptionalism, uh, the late sixties, early seventies showed that like, you know, there were chinks in the armor of what we, of, uh, America, you know, like, you know, mm-hmm. that's, and I think the film does a good job of kind of giving us that where there was also the social, um, like, strife too. But, like, the political yeah. stage, uh, like, sports-wise, not doing so good. But, like, politically, it's not good either. You know, Nixon, I don't know. Not a great guy. You know, like. just Really, you don't spoilers, say. Spoilers. You know, like. But also, like, yeah, yeah. And then also, like, the oil crisis and, like, other things going on. like And then I also like that they, they've highlighted Billy Bear. I, the, the,
1: the Iran <laughs> crisis that we had yeah, yeah. going on. And it was just not a good time. Kind of like now. I just, yeah, it's so weird. But
0: but also yeah. the idea that, like the, like, we get the idea. So in terms of the Olympics, it was supposed to be all amateurs
1: mm-hmm.
0: to, up to a certain point. I know that, like, they eventually moved on. And we'll talk about that later, I'm sure. But like um, the Eastern Bloc and like the Soviet countries were like, quote unquote, amateurs, no matter what, because none of them played in a professional league, but they were all given government jobs. This is like uh, Mr. Burns hiring his dream team of uh, his baseball players,
1: right? To (laughs) Like, you know, like that's what it kind of was, right? Like, you know, much like, like that was their job in the military or in the government was to be this kind of sports player.
0: Yeah. I, who was it? Which one was it that was working actually at the reactor that was excited to be there in The Simpsons? He's like, and he ended up, uh, like, succumbing to radiation sickness. Like, during <laughs> the game, I forget who it was. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what it was. It's been
1: it, a since yeah. I watched The Simpsons, but yeah. yeah.
0: But, like, anyway. Ozzie Newsom falls into, like, what was it? um The, the Springfield Mystery Hole? Anyway, so, yeah. um, <laughs> But, yeah, like, in terms of, like, the Russian team, they hadn't lost since, um uh, like, the mid-60s. And, like, they're, for all intents and purposes, a professional team, right? Like, everything in name, like, but not in name, right? And they dominated. And there was this kind of pissing contest, which is what you're talking about, between the U.S. and uh, the Soviet Union about who was better than. And so mm-hmm. we would take every opportunity to be like, yeah, but, like, you know, our dick's bigger. Oh, your dick's bigger? Our dick's bigger. And that's what happened for, like, what, like, approximately 50 years you know from the space race on
1: since about korean war i would say like post like world war ii korean war is really when it kicked off yeah because korean war was basically america versus russia part one with north korea being the proxy because guess who trained the north koreans in how to fight a war against the western powers um koreans oh right. it wasn't chinese it was the Russians.
0: Uh, I was going <laughs> to. I was going to think it was the the College of the Americas. I'm kidding. Continue.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it, it was. the Cambodians. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was, oh, um, it was. It was. It was. It um, was. It was Paraguay. It was weird. I don't know. Continue.
1: Anyway. Yeah, yeah, totally. It was. It, yes. It was Cuba. Um, and I mean, you just kind of, and it's kind of cascading effect because we have to stop the spread, the the red tide, which. Uh, <laughs> There's some merit there, I guess, because you know North Korea, which was Russia, was communist, trying to invade the South, and the South was democratic, and geopolitics as it was, and then we instituted, you know, then we had our own colonialism and Vietnam and fun. Well, just, <laughs> um, okay, just the idea that, like, that, that,
0: that, um, from what we know from the front facing, like the the like, you know. What the public would know? I'm putting that in air quotes. It's yeah. like we got to stop like the spread of communism. Got, it's like, yeah. Well, what the, does that the, mean? The reds. You know? And yeah, it's they're, like they're yeah.
1: they're everything that America doesn't stand for.
0: Yeah, like, but it's like, but it also, is, it, yeah. I do. Like, look at like America Central to win. Yeah. That's look kind at look, look at Central and South America. We yeah. would support people uh, anyway. It also, like, look everybody. Look up um, how um, uh, bananas. Uh, screwed up a lot of the countries. Anyway, continue. Like go, go. You mean the yeah. Republic? Yeah.
1: Sure. But I'm not talking about the shitty khakis and Polo. No, shirts? no, yeah, yeah. I just <laughs> Made there's by slave time labor. it's so
0: weird that like we support like that's our ideals, but anyway, continue. But yeah, but in terms of like what you and I grew up with, um, and th- this is something that was talked about during um the Rocky Four discussion I had a couple weeks ago. On the show, which I know you couldn't make it,
1: I, um, I wish I could have been yeah. there for that. But man.
0: Rocky IV is this. I know that, like, this yeah. is the film, right? Like, but it's like growing up, I always felt that like the USSR was the dark mirror version of the US. Um, that's what was told to me, right? That's not entirely accurate. However, I understand like we had our interests, and like I don't, I don't think any, I don't think any. um political like it, everything is open to discussion and debate and betterment right like i'll put it that way but but there was this whole there was a certain about like we need a bad guy they're the bad guy because um mm-hmm. because we didn't have a bad guy past world war Two, and what better bad guy than the russians yeah so so we're coming into this uh, sorry go ahead please
1: oh uh so like the Russians had just kicked our asses in the basketball finals. The communists had just kicked us out of Vietnam with the fall of Saigon because guess what? We lost Vietnam. We never lost a battle, Wait, but we what? lost the Vietnam War. What? Yes, no. I, will, I will say that. Yes, we lost the Vietnam War. We never lost an actual battle of in Vietnam, a stand-up battle. Engagements vary, but we lost. But Forrest Gump got out of there. Come on, like, come on.
2: Yeah, but
1: <laughs> <okay>. Forrest, <laughs> I hate. Hey, side note, I hate that movie. I think the movie's trash. And I, and if you think that movie's good, come at me. Anyways, um, but we had just oh, hot takes. I love we it. Come on, with.
0: come on, hot takes. Come, yeah, okay, continue, please. Oh, my God. So, <laughs>
1: This oh, n- n- no, I I, I I can't get it about to, uh, too too explicit, but the fact that everyone thinks of this movie's like oh it's so uplifting it's like no, Jenny, she was a terrible human being who couldn't keep her lace closed who got shot up and got STDs and AIDS. No, she got AIDS. For- yeah, let's and be with, honest. And with, yeah. and with the forest after he made his, his fortunes, yeah. it's like oh, Forrest, I'm so sorry. No, you're not. Sorry, no, you no. just want yourself a sugar daddy. No, no, like you, 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 you want to g- give me this child who's not mine, you gave, who, or you, is you,
0: mine? I don't know. You gave him a kid that could see ghosts. I don't know what you're going to do with that anyway. So anyway, no. <laughs> and he just runs back. No, if you want to read, if you want to read something that well, like like so, one the original book, Forrest Gump is he go way with, like, darker the moon or something like that what doesn't he go like the moon or space or something like that? He does but, in the first book too. And it's okay. like it, the book, the book is more sarcastic, right? So the okay. first book's more sarcastic, but if you want to read something that's like more mean spirited because, uh, Winston bloom got like, well, he will argue he got screwed because of like the movie rights and things. You know, he signed the contract, but there's he wrote a sequel called Gump and Company, which is like the most mean-spirited thing that's ever happened. <laughs>
1: it is it okay, is something now I need oh, to read it just to just like bathe myself in the negativity. <laughs> oh,
0: it is he he takes Forrest and just dunks on him repeatedly. it is like one of those things where it's like, oh, you're gonna make a sequel? Good luck. Good assholes. Anyway, sorry, continue. But no, but it, so in terms of the geopolitical positioning the US and the USSR were always trying to like, like, show who was better, right? So that was like, but also it was one of those things that's like, you no, know, like, like, um, like the space race and this. Yeah. It's
1: like, you know, so the, this the, the yeah. space race corrupt, you know, they, they bankrupted the USSR because, you know, communism sucks. <laughs> it's not like, you're not saying capitalism is like the end all be all, but. They didn't handle their it, their it, house right,
0: so let's be honest about they, that. They, like, yeah,
1: they, they did it. And if you yeah. watch like Chernobyl, for instance, <sighs> you watch yeah. that amazing series. Like, it, they're cheap, they're corrupt. Not saying that the United States is not corrupt. We're very corrupt. Not necessarily cheap. I mean, but we're definitely it corrupt. Kind of is. I mean, we we're, could talk about we're, the we're cheap. Like, could, we're cheap and corrupt, but we're not like cheap to the point of like. Well, what will this cause? It will cause a nuclear meltdown that will, you know, wipe out the globe. Eh. Let's Eh. see what happens.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I cannot wait to talk to you about, like, what you did not and did not – did and did not have out in the field in terms of your military service after watching Generation Kill. But Oh, um, my God, dude. I can –
1: Yes. Yeah. You will, it will blow your mind.
0: <laughs> I mean, maybe after watching. But what I'm saying is, like, like it was, like it was, it was, um, it was a gamble of, it was, like, uh, it was, um, playing poker, right? Both, both sides, right? Like, in terms of who would flinch first, and the Soviet Union did eventually. But coming into this, like, what is, what is the more symbolic, like, like, um, like victory, right? Like, they were in space first. They killed a dog first. I don't yeah, whatever. Anyway, so uh but At in terms of know, like um a physical support, you already like the whole thing was like with the the, the IOC where it's like only amateurs, what was the definition of amateur? Um, you know, uh Russian hockey was winning repeatedly because they they were basically like they were pros and they would go and they would operate outside of what was considered professional. They they were you would talk about the big red machine. They were the big red machine. So we come into this um, and it just, I, I think, I think what's important about this is that like um, they were so dominant that nobody bothered to question why they were, they just accepted it. And I think that's an important part of this film. And in, in terms in terms of the story is like, like, well, why are they? Okay, great. Like, what if, what if we actually outtrain them? And so, um, but I also think in terms of a geopolitical thing, like, um, like I'm not saying America needed a win because it's like, you have a lot of sins to account for. However, like there are certain things that like, you know, I know you and I aren't completely hundred percent where we're at politically, whatever it's like, but we're, we're human beings. We can like goddamn talk about shit, which like we've talked about this repeatedly, but can we at least align sometimes where it's like, Oh shit, this needs to
1: happen. We need to cheer we for needed, this. You know, like we need something because yes. even if it was a moral victory, like you need something to give people hope. That's really what the, the, the team USA was. They were yeah. hope that like mm-hmm. we we're in a bad spot. Like we're, we're a car with, with a flat tire, right? Yeah. So we have a flat tire. We need to fix that tire. And that tire being Team USA in the Olympics. like The Olympics is the it is the proving ground for who is dominant in the world. Now, hockey being the dominant sport of the Russians at the time, it's like we need to dominate the Russians in their sport. Mm-hmm. And that's our main target, not like figure skating or <laughs> uh, speed racing, or anything, like hockey. We need yeah. to show them that we – are still strong and people need a, they need, they need hope. They need that. They need to believe in the country at the time that things are going to get better. Things are, things suck right now. We need to believe that things will get better. And that's kind of what the teen USA was at that time. And here's this young faced group of kids from colleges. Like this is the future of our country coming to represent our country to prove that our country is going to get better. That thing that's really, it's a lot to ask for a bunch of, you know, 21, 23 year olds to like, you're carrying the country on your shoulders. Everyone is watching you at this point. Whereas,
0: even with Herb Brooks, like him being like, uh, like his background that we get into, Mm -hmm. which by the way, um, Kerr Russell, um, say what you want. Be, he's the anchor of this film. Of course, he has to be, right? Like, 100%. oh, but it's like, I, I, have you ever seen um, the documentary? The uh, what was it the Bad Bastards of Baseball with his uh. dad? That he's the he was the owner of the uh, Portland Mavericks. That no. was an independent baseball. Like they were AAA. No. It's so good because uh. his dad did not give a shit about like a feeder league, and so he would make like he's like, all right, you're not going to give Portland. Um, And like a major league baseball franchise. I'm going to screw with all you guys and try to win. Like it is a wonderful documentary. So casting him as Herb Brooks, where he's like an outsider with a different Mm -hmm. vision makes perfect sense. Like you should check out that documentary. It's a lot of fun. Okay. It's just cause like, cause his dad did not give a shit. And they're like, you find out like, the because like, they like it was like the feeder like feeder system and they they were the ones that didn't actually like they weren't a farm team they were just independent and like um the major league baseball teams were so frustrated that he would like overpay and bring in talent that they kept um sending their talent down to the farm leagues to mess with him like it is such a wonderful but sad documentary about how Portland was good, but then they would get clobbered because the powers that be would be. But Kurt Russell, um, you know, like you could tell that he was like, he watched his dad. And him playing yeah. Herb Brooks in this is like he is so subdued, but like
1: you can see him, like it, I I love him you, in this. Yeah. His passion in this movie, like, he really brought yeah. her uh Her Brooks to life. And you watch like interviews with Herb Brooks, and he's like he, he was there. Like and yes. and, and like Noah Emmerich as Craig Patrick was a great. Like you could tell, like he has so much like sympathy for the players. That it was great to watch those two kind of play off one another. Like Herbrooks being the, you really, you really bought into Kurt Russell being Her Brooks. Yes, and Noah Emmerich as Craig Patrick. Like you really felt those two. Like they didn't like butt heads so much as like, you know. And and he told me like you're gonna be their best friend. I'm not gonna be their best friend. Yeah. But they were it it just it was great to watch those two like play off one another, especially with after the, the game in Den oh is it Denmark or yes. no? Denmark uh, or Finland. It was one yeah, like overseas, Denmark. right? That's what it yeah. Was. yeah, it was Denmark.
0: Yeah, like, it was like- <laughs> I like I also want to point out that um that Kurt Russell has problems with uh like, you know, like, oh, like, was it not the Norwegians? Whatever. Like, as yeah, yeah, like- Norwegian well Norwegian team. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's. Yeah. the
1: <they're> Norwegian, Mac. <laughs> yeah. And
0: yeah, it's like that. He's like, no, screw them again. Like, like-
1: <laughs> <laughs> Leave the keys. I'll close up. It's yes. Like, yes. Jesus Christ. Like, but he like that seems like, holy oh. shit. Like, that's just, that's a punch. Like, that's when the movie takes to another gear. It's because of Kurt Russell.
0: Oh, and then also him like, like just knowing, okay, you, you can speak to this more than I can in terms of like your service background where you may not know what like, like the leader of the leaders are doing, but like, cause there's a distance, right? Cause it's like, cause the whole thing, there's a whole bit too, where, um, uh, Nolan Emmerich is Craig Patrick and all who was, uh, Kenneth Walsh's doc uh Nego Bads, where they're like in line like, in the car yeah, versus the like the guests. Yeah. Like, where it's like like the the doc is like, yeah, I've never seen her back like this. And it's like Herb understood, like, I need these different walks of life because I'm recruiting all these college kids from different areas to hate me, but mm-hmm. not the both of you. That like, I don't know if you've like, ever found this in the chain of command? I, well, uh,
1: a little bit in the chain of command, also in my football team. So, I played football when from middle school to high school. And the head coach was, I had a head coach just like, I don't say just like Brooks, but just like distant, but a complete a hole. Like, Jesus, guys, here today. But I played receiver, um, more like ass back, because they can get my ass back on the bench. But um, I, my receiver coach was kind of there to protect me. Like when you had the, the head coach come and scream at us, the head coach would kind of like divert and kind of protect us. Then when in the military, um, when I was in Iraq, my team leader, who's a sergeant at the time, he would protect us from this gunny who this gunnery sergeant that, had who was not our chain of command, but would try to task us out to do stupid stuff that made no sense whatsoever. It's like, n- no, we're not doing that. So he would take it on the chin for us, which at that point, like, I will go to hell and back for Randy. His name Rand- is Randy. Um, like, I will go hell and back for him because he's looking out for us. So we had those guys, um, definitely military. Uh, and in sports you you also have and and I think that's kind of the mentality of head coaches too like you want the head coach like the head coach isn't supposed to be your best isn't supposed to be your friend whatsoever like you should be able you should you know respect and not necessarily fear him but like never know him like he and that's kind of like the the beauty of uh, Herb Brooks is that he never like except for like certain moments like when he talks to like Ralph Cox, like you'd see a, yeah. a certain, like he is very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He is. Uh, uh, he, he's available. He was, he's very, he, he, yeah.
0: He's vulnerable, he, available at those moments. Right? Yeah.
1: yeah. He's very vulnerable at that moment. But the moment he steps out of the office and out the ice, he is not. So you kind of, so that's the tricky part of being that kind of leader. So, well, I mean, even like his, his the, he, the
0: medical guy, docs like, I've never seen him like this. It's like, he, it's calculated, right? Like, and yeah. it's just like, it is, oh, especially like later on, whenever, like, um what was it? um When the first round of the Olympics where like, they're trying to get tied and he like, they, there's the one gentleman who is like the, the bruise on his leg. He's like, Oh, why is your gear off? Right? Like he just yeah. like stirred the hornet's nest. And then walked out, looked at Patrick. He's like, "Is that good enough?" It's like, yeah. "Hell yeah!" Like I, I, I love that. Like it's just like
1: like the fact he that he's yeah. to get out of his players. Oh,
0: I mean, like also like earlier on in the movie where it's like um, they talked about like having like a week long tryouts. He's like, "I got my roster." It's like, "Well, there's a lot of talent here." He's like, "I," he's like, "I know what I need. Let me go." Like there's yeah. There's a confidence there which is is wonderful in hindsight cuz it like because we know what happens right but it, it's a
1: ballsy move right like I Yeah, and he, yeah. He, tell, he tells Craig Patrick he's like you're going to be these guys friends I need you in their corner. Yeah. And he's like the mouthpiece of the players yeah. until they like confront him outside that um Oh it was the locker. Yeah it's like yeah. when they brought in, in the uh, was it, uh, Timmy okay. McGee
0: or whatever it was like a pre-game. yeah yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, they kind of like in, in, it, you could tell, like, this is the team that's going to win. Yeah. Like, you could tell, like, he walked away from it. He's like, this is the team. Yeah. This is the team I, I wanted.
0: Yeah. I just, I, so I think it's interesting that, like, the, the movie focuses on, uh, Jim Craig. Um, oh, there's, there's a handful of, Rizzioni, Rizzioni,
1: uh, Robbie McClanahan, and, uh, who is it? Um, I'm trying to think of the other guys. Um, well, also
0: Ralph Cox for a second, right? Like Ralph he, Cox. Yeah, yeah. 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 Jack O'Clanahan. Yeah. Dave, Dave Silk for a second. Like he's the, the yeah. yeah. But like considering like there's like, you know, 20 some people on this team, the film did a good job and to actually like drill down, right? Like on the emotional core of this. I think that was amazing. Um, but I also like um, that, Well, one, there's the background of like what America was going through, which we talked about, right? Where it's like, like there, we don't know when people are going to, there's not, we don't know when people are going to galvanize, like, like, like align with something, right? Like where it's like, everybody agrees, which um, I know, like political discourse is so goddamn stupid right now. I think the last bastion of, where people can argue but also respect each other is sports talk radio mm-hmm. if that makes sense right where it's like people could argue and be like oh yeah 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 you're an idiot but i don't hate you like i just right like i think that's i think that's the last open it venue. Kind of just
1: like a shouting match but they still have some sort of respect yeah with each other because yeah. a lot of times those guys have played the game now you have some dudes like uh, uh who is it like not steve smith uh some of the some of the guys on ESPN's like All right, shut up. Know, you know, like yeah, like Pat McAfee, for instance, like yeah. he's a loud, he's a loud mouth asshole, but it's like you can tell, like he also brings an insight. Yeah, and but like
0: yeah, the, 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 so Stephen A. Smith, I know him, and um, was it um oh uh, uh, sorry, not him, but like uh, Shannon Sharp just really stepped yeah. away from. Uh, I, I yeah. love Shannon Sharp. Yeah, what's that his dude name? is so yeah. southern. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm saying like, amazing. I'm, I'm not talking about like, I'm not even talking about like the commentators. I'm talking about like when you call in, like okay. as much as I'm, as much as I, I love talk radio, but I hate talk radio. I'm like, can you just not call in? Can I hear everybody else anyway? So, but like there is, there's a certain amount of like latitude presented to like dumb takes where people are like, oh, okay. I hear what you're saying that we don't get it anymore as human beings. Um, in terms of everything else so I think Sports Talk Radio is like the last bastion of like because everybody has their local fandom and we can all talk about it like but yeah so I think there's that that's what's going on Um, and I think this film kind of takes a little bit of like the local things where like you have um, like the people above Herb Brooks it's like oh we have to have to say and he's like you hired me to win this let me be and they're like but we don't believe this it's like (laughs) I'm sure that was shortcutted in the film, but it's like Kurt Russell is so sure unless he's talking to his wife, um, who is what Patricia Clarkson, you know, Mm -hmm. the the always sexy Patricia Clarkson. Which in real (laughs) life she divorces him. We don't talk about that in the (laughs) (laughs) middle. But I love her in this movie, right? Like because she's also trying to bring him back into being a human being. Uh, yeah. But we also find but out she kind of
1: understands like yeah. his. She also kind of understands his mindset going into it. it's like I just need you to be a human being with me, like yeah. talk to me, like I understand like this is you. This is you putting everything you have into, it, and I will support you. I just need you to let me in.
0: Yeah, which eventually he does right and like but also like i like the 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 players are talking about like oh yeah he would never show up at a christmas party with us like
1: (laughs) (laughs) and then he does but he but if you know it's like he's Mm -hmm. he seems almost like uncomfortable but the same sense like grateful like I, I want to be with you guys, but I need to be with my family. Like, yeah, but the moment I, you are my the, yeah. family, but you're not. Yeah, my but he's like, like, but he I, leaves I, I that
0: family say. and goes to another family that he's still not there for. Like it's like, right. is he the it's, worst dad? I don't know, but maybe I don't know. Maybe right. you know. Um, it just, I love Kurt Russell's uh, performance in this. I don't know if it's 100 accurate, but you get you get the weight, yeah, uh, on his shoulders of what he's doing, right? Because he got cut a week before his Olympic games in Squaw Valley problematic name, whatever, anyway, um, where they, the last time the U S won the medal. Right. And after that, Mm -hmm. um, the the Soviets were dominant, right. It's like, you could tell that, like, I like that. I I think it's funny, but it's very telling watching this again, where when he has all the player, like there's the bit where like the Boston and then the Minnesota guys, like they're sorry, they, they Duke it out. Right. Like, yeah. There's the two characters, right, uh, that do it. And he's like, let him go, let him go. And he's like, it's all about, like, being together. It's like, and not, like, old grudges. It's like, you literally are here because of a grudge from previously, <laughs> right? Like, this was, it's right. like, I didn't realize until now. I'm like, you wouldn't be coaching this team if you didn't have an extra grind,
1: right? Yeah. Let's be fair, right? I think it's funny. Yeah. You, yeah. It, it's like, like, how do you rank the petty squabbles, like national collegiate championship squabble or world squabble, like <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, it just, I like and, that. I like that he's like. But do, I'm above you guys. But I'm, but I'm 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 the same basic bitch as all you guys. I won't tell you this. Yeah.
1: But it's great that they take like these kids and it's like well, you actually believe that they would that these kids who've been playing and training their whole life and then all of a sudden it's ripped out from them in a collegiate game they're gonna yeah. hold a grudge which i
0: think that's I, th- I think the film does a good job of showing that like there's a lot of animosity coming in i think mm-hmm. that's great like i think because but it's playing like you're, for themselves yeah. and not as a whole yeah even though when we get to like we talked about earlier like the denmark game where it's like there's the back and forth back and forth whatever you i would like I think in terms of like uh, basketball, you call those suicides. I don't know what you call yeah. that like back and suicide, forth. Right? Yeah.
1: Y- yeah. You call them in
0: football too, like suicide drills. Yeah. And then eventually, Uri- Urizoni was like, I play for Team USA. That didn't happen. But dramatically, I buy it. Yeah. Like it's like, it still puts like goosebumps in my arms, right? Like it's a whole it, thing. Yeah.
1: It's one of those flourishes too. Like, and that's what we talked about before. Like, you know, I, I have to about my podcast like flourishes that don't take away from the, the actual moments in history like at like it's a cinematic moment but you feel it like it has gravity it's not put in there just to stroke or just because some you know asshole decided to it's like no this move. it's like you feel it like the moment that Ruzioni says he plays for United States of America it's like you want to like you know, pump your fist in the air and smack a commie in the face, and like high five a bald eagle and, and slam a Budweiser. Like that's like and not not a Bud Light, emotional. but a
0: Budweiser. So
1: I'm, I'm sorry. not Bud Light, Budweiser, and not a Miller light, Obviously, duh.
0: Yeah, I'm you know, and so. don't go
1: Chick-fil-A. You know, it's like yeah, regardless. Like, but that's like. It feels like that would feel right. To yeah. happen, and It doesn't feel like it's exploiting the audience. It's like this is the moment where the, sh- the movie shifts into another gear. They go from being a bunch of individuals. Uh, this like, can't be a team of common men. Yes. Like, and that's the moment where it's like we're not common men. We're uncommon men tasked to do an impossible feat to beat the Soviet Union. And that's when yeah. it shifts into another gear.
0: But I also like that he's finally convincing them like conditioning and understanding yeah. is the way to go, right? Like mm-hmm. because also they're they're playing against um because nobody else has challenged their um their pride, right? Like their cockiness. Mm-hmm. Like nobody's ever punched them in the mouth. And it's like I like like, it, the, the takeaway from this is like, like, Ert Brooks is like playing, like, when you, what's the whole thing? 4D chess versus everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it is, he's trying to convince, because earlier there's the, the the one montage where it's like, the opportunities do this and this and this. And they're like, what's he talking about? It's like, it's like Philly <laughs> Madison. It's like, oh, Spanish. Oh, slow down. Oh, I get it now. Like, no, like, yeah, same
1: thing. Like, yeah. And yeah. he's and, and there's a reason because behind those drills. Like we're gonna skate with them for this entire game. And how do you skate with the team? Like you gotta build your legs and you know, legs feed the wolf. And what's a wolf? It's a predator, it's an apex predator. It's, yeah, the wolf it's, feeds the legs. It's like, yeah, whatever. Legs feed the, the sorry, wolf. Legs feed you know, the wolf. Feed the wolf. Yeah. It's like you have to be hungry for this win. You can't just go in and you know, with that Denmark game, it's just like these guys are I mean, granted, they're bunch of college kids. What do college kids think about? Not when, you know, <laughs> a gold medal, they want to win yeah. the girl. It's,
0: oh. it's like. What, what, what of, is- one of the people that I uh, worked with at the hockey store was actually coaching, like, small kids. And he would make them do, like, these outrageous, like, exercises. Like, these Superman stretches where they're skating and, like, extend the, like, the stick and their, like, their back leg. Because he told, he, he said, it's like, like, when they get tired, they're doing it the right way, but I'm not going to tell them that like, I'm going to like push them so that their relaxed state is the right way to do it. I'm going to push them over the line. And I think that's where her Brooks was with this. Yeah. Like, you know, so, I mean, and you can speak that more than I can, but like, I, yeah, like,
1: oh, you have to like man. know when do you can push somebody to the very end. So like my second job, I am a CrossFit coach. So, it, it's not necessarily like team sports, but you have to be able to push somebody enough to, like, get the best out of them. Mm-hmm. And it's a fine line to walk. Like, for instance, today, I you know, men and women have different – you have to kind of approach them differently. Um, for instance, like, today it's uh, this girl who's I don't know, probably a little – maybe a year or two younger than me, but it's like – I have to be able to push her, say the right things to get her to that next level, and it did. It's like, like you know, you give them a high five and stuff. But it's like that's like the stuff that I live for—to see to push somebody just hard enough Mm -hmm. to do, like get out of your head. You know, give them these little cues, and it's like that's what I live for. That's what I need in my life. Like my normal knife, my normal job that pays pays the bills. It's soul crushing. Just it's absolutely soul crushing. <laughs> I have these two days a week where I go in there and I try to change somebody's life. Yeah. Well uh, that's, that's fair. What I walk-off. Yeah. It's like and you know, if I had enough time, I would love to be able to coach my son's soccer, like when he gets older, he gets coach a soccer team or football team, whatever this, this sport he decides to do. And I think that's a responsibility of a coach is to not only build this this per. And the sport that they're training, but to build them as a person that they're they're going to face these sort of adversity in life, and are you going to be able to push through and get through these issues? Like, you know, doing line line drills, like you could just see that as a skate blue line back, red line back, blue line back, red line back. Like, do you have the mental toughness to skate those four lines, not only on the eyes but in life mm-hmm. so i think that's definitely something that he's like trying to that, that her brooks is working through it's like you have to be able to mentally get through this not physically because physically is easy mental is the hard part so like no, you I, have to yeah. mentally be able to strong like strong enough to get through these four line drills so i think i think the pivotal moment
0: of the story in the film is when he's like yeah I'm gonna um, i take my team and make them face the Russians like three days before, which yeah. that will never happen again. Let's be honest. No, right? that will never no. happen again. Like, no. but I feel like it's one of those things. It's like, oh, you guys got you guys got mowed down. Good.
1: Like, learn you from need it. That. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. you need that gut check. Like, yeah. You think you got this point? Like, no. This is the big boy game. Yeah. Like, this is. Jim Craig needs to know, like, you're not playing to your best ability. Yeah. You
0: know? Which I think it's a wonderful moment where it's like, it's like they just get the shit kicked out of them. And it's like, oh, no, what are we going to do? It's like, be better.
1: Like, yeah. <laughs> <like> <laughs> what what yeah. what happens in life, like, not only on the, on the ice, but what happens in life when life kicks you square in the teeth <laughs> and you're down for the count? Do you oh, rally yeah. or do you just take it? And that's kind yeah. of like these – and that's what I love about this, like, like Rocky. Like Rocky's another person. Like another perfect example. It's like, what do you do when you're knocked out? Get, do you back, get back up. up right? or you, or you just take it. Or you and just which, keep putting. And, and sorry, the, the no, monologue ahead, from Rocky Balboa, one of the greatest yes. monologues in sports history. I don't care what anybody says. Sports movie history. That little monologue between Rocky Balboa and his son, it like makes you want to run through a wall. Yes. Like I can do anything at this point. It's like her Brooks's speech before they go out there and face the Russians.
0: Yeah, it's just like, but also like, yeah, that's that's true. But it's like, he knew what he was doing where it's like, he's like, the whole thing is like, yeah, we're going to get our dicks kicked in. But like, now you know, now you know what fear is. Get over yeah. yourselves. We can do this. Like, I just, yeah. like, we will never have that type of like in terms of sporting experience ever again. And it's like, mm-hmm. and, and to know that like, uh, Sloan was like, I'm inspired by like that hockey team to make Rocky four, <laughs> you know, like, cause it's like, Oh, if I'm smaller and I'm gonna get the shit kicked out of me, which the only thing that this film, like this film's great, but if only somehow Apollo Cruz would have been killed during a Russian hockey game.
1: That would have been. I'm kidding. No, no. he's a, a bad like cross check, and it's like,
0: <laughs> throw the towel, in. throw the, the, the towel, towel. Throw like, throw the dip <laughs> towel, <laughs> throw the dip towel. No, no. So, um, with that being said, uh, here let me share you share a little bit of information because this film, people should watch it. Um, clearly, we know what happens. By the way, people always assume that that the U.S. team beat the Russians for the gold. That's not true. We know that. It was um, Sweden, yeah. I think wasn't it yeah they ended up um, going on to the next like they it was the medal round the they medal beat the russians well. and the next the next um they they won the gold like 2 days later right um and
1: they came from behind again yes again they down, right and they came back yeah
0: yeah um so um there was I'm going to send you I'm going to I'll send you uh this link and you're going to look at these things you're going to be like what what is this i'm going to send this to you via uh, Facebook because, you know, Skype's a little weird in terms of um, sound design and production value. One, we know that they actually examined all of the plays making mm-hmm. this film uh, to actually make it accurate for the most part in terms of like how they shot this in terms of uh, production value, in terms of sound, they made it a point to make the Russian team sound heavier and more aggressive, um, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Um, yeah. Have you ever seen these things? It's called a T-blade. I sent wow. it to you. Uh, it okay. is. It was a... If you look, there was like six bolts to un, unhook. On the, they were one and yes. done blades that you could replace. You couldn't sharpen okay. them. But they sounded heavier and more aggressive. Um, they made the Russians all sound like... The sound design of this film, people need to watch it with the headphones on. They sound like... The, the scariest guys ever. And it is amazing. from
1: Iceland from Mighty Ducks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, hey, spoiler, I've never seen any of those films. I've never seen Are any of those. Are you serious? Them. Yeah, I'm good. Oh, I don't you got to watch them. They're so stupid and fun. <laughs> I, here, here's, the, here's, the, here's the mission. Here's, here's Foggy Nelson as as the enforcer. Yeah, I know, I know. I've never seen a Mighty Ducks film. I've never seen The Sandlot. I think I'm good. I don't know. Anyway, so anyway, these T-Blades... That was what was used as a um, a foley for them. Like, okay. it made them all sound aggressive and angry. Um, and I, it, yeah, go, go ahead, sweet, yeah, please.
1: Well, I, I liked how they had the, the Russians. I mean, they, they cast like 30 old dudes and you had the Americans who were college kids. Like, they actually looked like, okay, kids I should buy these guys. Yeah, no, college, because they, not, they not for the most part, you're
0: right. They brought in. Um, a lot of younger guys, like we talked about earlier, where it's like we could teach hockey players to act versus the other way around. Would you see this? And that's—I uh, don't think it's a detriment for this film. Like it is yeah, what it is, right? Like because they're all awkward kids. Because yeah. they're supposed to be awkward kids. And like I don't need like you know I don't need nuance. Well, I mean yeah, but you know what I mean. Like I don't need they're all, like I don't know like they when they pick and choose the. Um, the elements of conflict in this this team, it works beautifully in this film, mm-hmm. um, and also like how they coalesce and showing how they're being a family and just like I don't know like, like
1: the like, scene like where they're all like sharing gifts and they're playing football yeah. like you be- you believe in that or like when well, the parallel uh, with
0: that with uh, Kurt Russell OC, like driving and, away and listening yeah. to the Carter speech. About sure. like not giving him to fear, you know, like I, because, you know, Carter dealt with a lot of shit in his presidency, which, you know, <laughs> he, you know,
1: short and the sick on that one.
0: Yeah. Just, I mean, we could talk about that, but it's like, you know, like, like at least he stood up. He's like, you know what? We screwed up in Vietnam, but we need to do better. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, what other what other president would say that? Right. But anyway, uh, you
1: not know. this day and age.
0: <laughs> You're like, my bad. Like, we wouldn't hear anybody say that, you know? <laughs> hey, everybody, State of the Union. My bad. Sorry. My- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. but I cont- Sorry, continue.
1: Oh, uh, just I, – I did like – I didn't notice that. But I'm going to have to go back and watch like – but even like the first time they faced off, like just this – the way they had it where – I forgot which player was, but he was kind of bent down, looking up at the Russian nurses, kind of like looking at him, and like this. Like no,
0: there's a whole thing when they first like were all facing like the the game that was yeah. faced for the, the the Lake Placid, where none of them would like make icon. They broke away, right, mm-hmm. and like the the Russians were bigger and more confident, and rightfully so, right? Like just mm-hmm. like it is um, amazing like to see that, and then later on when they finally faced off, where the American team wouldn't break eye contact because they were confident and then like the Russians started looking away there's that beautiful bit where um was it Tredorov like the the main goalie like mm-hmm. where he got waved off in the first period where yeah uh, he Kurt Russell like, was two like goals on him, I think. yeah he was like they, you just, guys, they just pulled the, the yeah. best goalie in the world yeah he's like you guys just like pulled the best goalie like like take that right like it was yeah. like I don't know how to describe you guys but like to everybody listening, like there's a momentum to this film. Also knowing that like the powers that be when they were re- recreating this actually looked play by play and recreated it mm-hmm. to make it, I mean, there's a little bit of leniency with Even some of the Al things Michaels going on. Michaels'
1: voice from the original moment where he called the miracle on ice was going to happen, they inserted that into the film.
0: Well, because he said he couldn't, like everything else up to that point, he actually redubbed and then okay. with him and Ken Dryden... But at the end, he's like, "I can't, I can't do that. Put that back in." So they cleaned it up again.
1: But they kind of like but the way they they move, like. I to say it's seamless, but it, it flows into mm-hmm. it.
0: Yeah, like, and that also kicked off Al Michaels' uh, career as a professional sportscaster because like, I, I love yeah. Al Michaels as a sportscaster. Oh,
1: yeah. No, but it's like not just, not as good <sighs> as Pat Summerall and John Madden, but way better than the crap we deal with today
0: and Joe Buck and whatever. Anyway. So anyway, yeah. Um, Yeah. But no, but like I adore this film and it, it like, I adore that. It actually captures the emotional, like zeitgeist, what was going on. But I want to speak like to you in terms of like, like knowing that, like there was a significant fallout uh from the Soviet union because yeah. They got punched in the face with this, right? Like, yeah,
1: it was yeah. this, then Chernobyl, then the Berlin Wall, <laughs> yeah. and then the collapse.
0: Like, I like that you mentioned two more significant things. Like, you know what? They lost in hockey. Also, a lot of people died. Also, the, a wall fell. The, the world almost ended and the
1: fall of the Eastern Bloc. Yeah.
0: Like, like, you're like, oh, they lost in a hockey game. Oh, oh, oh no, no. You no, can no. hand
1: yeah. to in North in Afghanistan. They that also happened, yeah, and the, uh, and they would never go go on again to invade a country and get their asses handed to them. Never, right? So, no, Never. I mean they're not. The, never, you know, not right second, second, now. Never happening right now. Yeah, they're not the never, second ever, best ever. army in Ukraine right now.
0: <laughs> no, I like just. I'm just saying in terms of like, like they're like okay, great. Like let's be honest. Like this is yeah. like it's very jingoistic of like. This kind of American, like, you know, like imperialism. However, it's a real thing that happened. And also, like, I love there's the bit here where when we saw during the press rounding where Herb wouldn't let anybody talk to the players because he was trying to keep it, like, closed in. And then when it came to, like, the Russian match, he's like, hey, Craig, go out there and talk to them. Like, I like I love because he was playing not 40 chess. Uh, eight to ten chess, DJ. Yeah. like, like oh.
1: my assistant coach is gonna go talk to you guys. <laughs> like, I just, I mean, Grant, we got, yeah. we end up yeah. getting Reagan, which, I mean, yeah. no, no. <laughs> I mean, we got Reagan and Bush. We, no. I mean, we got shit oh no,
0: oh no. Oh no. Things turn sideways after that, right? Like, let's be <laughs> honest, but, but in terms of like, like him trying to keep it like like um, within what was going on. But also there's the bit too, when the team's leaving and there's all the telegrams where they like, like touch the gloves, like going out, they knew, and especially him telling them was like, well, we didn't plan on this, but it's bigger than us. Let's do it. Like there's something there that is like, it will always bring me chills. And like, and I'm not saying that as like being a, like a resident of the country, knowing that like, we have failed plenty, but there's something there that will always make me proud. Does, does that make it's, sense? It's,
1: yeah. It's the youth. It's the, the future of who we are. I think yeah. it's going from, well, now we're going to the all stars, the professionals. This isn't this, that. the yeah. Supreme Madonna. It's like before it was, this is the, this is the future of our country coming to represent who we are. and, yeah. Not genialistic. I mean, not that they're they're not doing this for imperial. They're doing this as a as
0: to because they call us as a team and they want to do the best that they can.
1: Exactly, you know, they'll come together as
0: the country should. Yeah, you know, but and that's the thing that effect. we always hang our hat on of like, screw you. We'll we'll make it work, right? Like that's like yeah. like that's the, that's the hope and dream, right? Of like, you can't tell us no. We'll make we're we're gonna win, right? Like that's mm-hmm. <sighs> like. But we've been told plenty of times of like, that's not true. But in this case, we were, we, we it's what happened. Right. It's just right. But forgive me. Sorry. You, you have been much more frontline with like weapons and shit. I'm just like,
1: nah, oh, I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't represent my, my country, you know, on the national stage. It was more like, Hey, do you want to go sit in the turret? When we deal with the patrol? Yeah, I, I guess sure. Oh, how much red man are we gonna chew? I don't. I'm a, I'm a barely literate 18 year old. Okay, I, I, got, a fifth, I got a fifth, yeah, fifth grade education. And I can I dip and smoke with the rest of them. Right. Play poker and. <laughs> like, all right. So can I tell you?
0: Can, all right. Before we, we round this up, because one, I adore this film. And I, I, I think you put this in your top five of like like sports films. Right? Best sports yeah. film like
1: this with Ro- uh, Rocky definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian's song. I, I actually like Brian's song better than Longest Heard as far as football movies. Um, Fair I, enough. Yeah. I like uh, Bull Durham. As far as baseball movies, I don't really care about basketball. <laughs> Mystery Alaska has got to be up there. I love. I just I I love I, Mystery Alaska. I, I love Mystery Alaska absolutely love it like, yeah Slapshot can't go wrong with slap shot. major <laughs> league you know yeah great movies long as there another good one um i have a soft spot for necessary roughness only because scott Bakula is just so yes, corny yes about.
0: yes <laughs> and also you got uh kelly uh, was uh what's her name um uh not uh ireland uh yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ! She's the kicker. Ireland, the kicker. The kicker. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know the lady from, uh you know, um Alien from L.A. You know, anyway, Kelly Ireland. And then you also have Sinbad in there. I love this. Yeah, roughness. you do. You have Sinbad. <sighs> oh. oh. Did,
1: you ever, did you ever see the soccer movie with Stallone playing the goalie? Oh, you're talking about um Victory. Victory. Yes.
0: Yeah, I'm not <laughs> seen that, but I know what you're talking about with him and Michael Caine.
1: It's yeah, so stupid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or if you want to watch like a British version of The Longest Yard, it's called Mean Machine. I, I know what Jones. you're talking about.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah, Um That has um, uh, Denny Jones in that? Uh, like, oh, anyway, right. Like yeah. it has. Uh, not as good as Ted Lasso. <laughs> I've not seen Ted Lasso. I should. Oh, my God. Yeah. you got to watch Ted Lasso. Yeah.
1: It's uh, You want to talk about heart? Watch Ted Lasso.
0: I mean, if you want to talk about a film about, um. Um, oh, is it um, Men with Brooms? If you want to talk about, um,
1: uh, you know. um uh, Link? Yeah, yeah. We can. <laughs> or or but, Invictus, if you've never seen Invictus. Not Invictus. In
0: I'm, not, I mean, I'm not seeing Invictus. That's like or, the yeah.
1: only good rugby movie. There's like one more out there, and yeah. it's really stupid and bad, and never uh, watch it. Invictus <laughs> is really good. <laughs> anyway, so Miracle. Yes, I th- watch it. I, Do it now. Yes. If you haven't watched do it now it's a great or else movie. hate america it's a great movie
0: what no <laughs> <laughs> it's a good movie it's a great movie it's a great win. movie right like yeah anyway so um no thank you thank you thank you for talking about this uh and again i'm gonna give you a 10 question quiz here in a minute and this will be uh way way faster than our discussion about uh miracle but uh, again where can people find you and what you're doing? We talked about this earlier, but please push, push, push your product.
1: You can find me on iTunes, Spotify, uh, pretty much anywhere you want. You listen to podcasts. It's theater of War podcasts. Um, I only have about nine or 10 episodes out. You can catch me on, uh, Facebook. I have a little like Facebook page. Please give me some love. Um, mean, you can email me at theater of War podcast at gmail. If you have any requests, I mean, I'm always open to learning new things. If you, um, if you're curious about the history behind a movie, a movie that you really love, that's historical or historical fiction, you know, just get with like I'm an open book. I want to learn. I want to tell everybody about the world. You know, tell everybody about history. I come from it. I try to come from it from a more um, very much a center line. I don't try to go either way or that. Um, I try to just present the facts present the history and present my thoughts on the movie so please 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 give me uh, i i please just uh help yeah. me out like i'm, <laughs> I'm all i'm open <laughs> yeah. i want to say about pandering or, or like begging but you know I, i'm begging <laughs> <laughs> go check it out like he he does uh it
0: does amazing work there everybody check out theater War podcast um go check out us at invasion of the podcast we have a Facebook page. It's a invasion of the podcast. You can email us directly at invadingpodcastgmail.com. Uh, go find Steve. Um, he, the uh, he does Saturday Slasher. He does the Etsy store, R the Slash. Go check out his work and go support him because uh, him and his partner on the Saturday Slasher do great work. Go buy their books and support them. And um, they're both good people and they are way more creative than I am. So go check that out. And um, yeah, all right. all right. Are we ready for our uh, 10 question? Uh, hockey, pop culture, kind of, maybe not really. All right, here we go.
2: Time to play the game. Time to play the game.
0: All the
1: quads pulled with that. Anyway, sorry, all right, all right. I, I, yes. Hey man, I'm all, I'm good with Motorhead and then Triple H. I'll I'll take a like a water bottle and spit it <laughs> in the air. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, so, all right, 10 questions here. They are kind of pop culture, kind of not uh, with uh, hockey-related questions. All right, number one, Airbud had five sports-related films before turning into the buddies films, which I despised when I was working on Blockbuster. Oh, wow. uh, <laughs> you have a young child, so I'm sure you've had to watch a lot of questionable uh, uh, kids' content. Anyway, none of them had him playing hockey. What animal uh, played hockey in a movie? Was it a polar bear, a horse, a chimpanzee, or a sloth? Chimpanzee. It was. All right. So uh, it was MVP, Most Valuable Primate, and then two sequels. Most Vertical Primate, (laughs) which was MVP (laughs) 2, and then MXP, Most Extreme Primate. So you're right about that.
1: For some reason, I thought it was like a spinoff from Dunstan Checks <laughs> In.
0: <laughs> yeah, Matt LeBlanc would be in both of them. Being like, what? Anyway, so, all right. Um, the 1980 film Youngblood, uh, which is a hockey film, has a surprising amount of star power in it. Who is not in it? Was it Rob Lowe, Charlie Sheen, Keanu Reeves, or Patrick Swayze? Patrick Swayze. He was the lead. So you're wrong about that. Okay. I've
1: never seen that movie. Yeah.
0: Uh, it's, <laughs> uh, it's, it, it's, it's set in Canada. It's like a junior hockey uh, league film. Okay. And then they do the whole thing with the hockey mom. And, and one of them, uh, sexes up. One of these characters. I can't remember which one, uh, Charlie I mean, Sheen. All, yeah. All
1: four of those is like, how you, it's, how can you say no to all?
0: Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Charlie Sheen was not in it. But a very young Keanu Reeves was was a goalie in it. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, right? It's crazy, right? Which of these teams, this is an actual uh, hockey question, not a pop culture one. Uh, Which of these teams were not part of the next six? Because we know the original six. Uh, And the 67 expansion. Was it the Oakland Seals, Pittsburgh Penguins, St. Louis Blues, or the New Jersey Devils?
1: Hmm. I'm gonna go with St. Louis Blues.
0: They were part of the next six. So, okay. um, it was the New Jer- New Jersey Devils were not part of it. Oh, okay, yeah. so right. uh, I
1: was between the two. It was like the Seals. That sounds
0: stupid enough. That's got to be the original. <laughs> they were they were part of it. So they eventually yeah. became. Uh, the Golden Seals. And then they eventually became okay. the Cleveland Barons for two years. And then they moved on. It was... Uh, yeah, it was bad. Anyway. So, the, they were the only one of the five. Sorry, of the six that did not move forward. Like, didn't succeed. So, the okay. other teams that were part of the next six were the North Stars. And by succeed, they eventually went to Dallas. Whatever. The Flyers and the Kings. So, okay. yeah. Anyway. So, I thought you'd appreciate that. All right. Yeah. What, what hockey mascot related film has the greatest fight involving sorry what hockey film related mascot has the greatest um fight involving a mascot was it sudden death sudden death sudden death or the mighty ducks
1: hmm. <laughs> i'm gonna go with sudden death
0: yes damn fights the penguin. Fights a
1: penguin.
0: Yes. Is... Yes. Yes. Oh, I it, need to have so many people. Was
1: it a dishwasher?
0: Yeah. they were in the kitchen.
1: And then like, <laughs> well, it started, oh, I need it started, so it started many, many people. It started in the bathroom. Yeah. It's, it's, like, I, it started I, in the bathroom yeah. and then it went to the kitchen.
0: Yes. Family Guy <laughs> would not have a show without this fight. Um I need so many people to watch sudden death. I need the Steve to watch sudden death. It is such a great film. All right. (laughs) All right. In Happy Gilmore.
1: Sorry, go ahead, please. Oh, I was just gonna say uh Powers Booth. Yes. Amazing.
0: Oh, I love sudden death. I it's such a dumb diehard ripoff. I also like that Luke Robitaille is references an <laughs> and he goes to play for like, I think 30 more years in that. Like it's just, yeah. Oh, I love that film course. so much. I love it so much. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know what's going on. Like we need to, like I need to drag people in and talk about sudden death at some point. Like, um, yes. if not on this show, we need to drag uh, El Goro and, to talk about Sunday. Absolutely, (laughs) we we will like clockwork. Clockwork, orange him to watch Sunday. No, I pitched him multiple hockey movies over time. He never bit on any of them. This is (laughs) and Miracle was one of them. So, (laughs) and Slapshot was one of the two, or the goon, right? Like, just yeah. All right, Um, and Happy Gilmore. What record I'll put this in air quotes? Does he have Uh, most fights in a single game? Uh, h- highest number of teeth knocked loose. Um, the only guy that took a skate off and tried to stab a guy or harder slap shot. Stab a guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. All right.
1: Was it's, he wearing a Boston Bruins? Jersey I kind of, I think so. Right. Yeah. It's like, uh, it, it's like a golden and black. I it it
0: was a, it a yellow, yellow and black. Bruins, I think so. But it's like close. Yeah. All right. All right, let's see here. What else we got here? A few more. I'm doing this out of order because I think what's more funny to me. All right, here. here. This is not a choose your own, but you'll appreciate this. Who famously said, "I can't hear what Jeremy says because I got two Stanley Cup rings plugging my ears." Hmm. I didn't give you options. I I thought you knew this one right off the rip. Oh man. Ah. Need the options? I have no options. Like, there's only oh, one. Oh, no options. Yeah, I thought you knew this one, so that's why I didn't give you options.
1: Uh, it's not Forsberg. It's not Forsberg. Patrick Waugh. So I'll give Patrick you that. Okay. Yeah. I was like, try it. it was like, it's gotta be. Oh, who is it? Because, because I think the. Uh, okay.
0: Yeah. No, so so okay, so not this is not a Patrick Wah story. So years and years ago, when I was working the hockey store, I ended up uh, in Plymouth, Michigan. Um, for a Bauer Nike event. And they had like three um, NHL stars there. One okay. of them was Eric Lindros. Um, okay. Dude, dude is like eight foot tall dudes. He's <laughs> so big, heartache. so big. Like regardless, what you can say about his, like, you know, his prowess as a player and his concussions, whatever. Big, 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 big dude. Right. My, my, one of my friends at college despised Lindros, just hated him. Right. So then, I was like, Oh, Eric's here. And I walked up to him. I was like, can I get an autograph? And he's like, what's your name? I'm like, Chad, <laughs> he signed something for me. He's like, Chad, best of luck, number 88. And I was That's drunk. Awesome. And I, you know, I was drunk. And I walked back to my, to the, my, my buddy's car. And I called my friend, Chad. I was like, Hey, I got you an autograph from your ha- favorite hockey player. And he's like, what? <laughs> like he was so frustrated, but the other two players, there were curse. Joseph, who was the goaltender for the Oilers and um, the Leafs, and then Michael okay. Pekka, who played for the Sabers, right? So I got yeah. I got their autographs as well. So I made it better. But I love that I purposely was drunk and asking Eric Lindros for an autograph, not for me. So I hope you appreciate that.
1: Like- <laughs> I do. I appreciate that. It's it's funny how big these. Guys, are we like my first ever hockey game was the Pittsburgh Penguins versus the Florida Panthers? And my dad, my stepdad at the time, he would get all these Pittsburgh Penguins uh, tickets. And my first game was third row from the ice. Oh, nice. Telly box side. Yeah. And the very first time I ever saw Steve McKenna. Steve McKenna was a defensive man for the Penguins. The dude, 6'8, 250. It's like I had never seen a human being that big. My life. Yeah. I was not like I, think I was like 13 years old, 14 years old in high school. It's like, what the hell? And <laughs> he would just, he didn't skate particularly well, but he would just lay dudes out and, like, this is amazing. And I wanted to try, I was trying so hard to get a puck from me because it, it was a Panthers game. There's nobody there. So you can kind of like sneak your way into the boards and, like, try to, like, hey, throw me a puck. And he just never threw me a puck. I was like, pissed <laughs> off about that.
0: Yeah, uh, just we went to multiple when I was in college. We went to multiple Penguins games because it was like they were not doing well, and student ID night was like sixteen
1: bucks a ticket. Like so, yeah. yeah like I, I, I respect that. So, yeah, you could get like Panthers tickets in high school for like next was a Trevor yeah. the, only, the only player that I knew of was Trevor Kid. They had him on like the radio show, like the South Florida radio show, all the time. So I
0: hope you appreciate when I said I can't hear what Jeremy says. He's talking about Jeremy Roenick. Who played for the Flyers for a while, which he's like one of the best American-born players, but also an asshole. Like, he's like the James Woods of hockey. Like (laughs) Jesus. I actually
1: probably would rather have a beer with him than James Woods.
0: (laughs) Fair enough, right? So, all right. What else? All right, here. Um, What was the name of the hockey-themed hunter in The Running Man? Was it Blades, Slapshot, Sub-Zero, or Zambunny Joe? Sub zero, think. you're right. right? I just yeah. really thought you'd like bite on uh, sub Zamboni Joe, anyway. So,
1: all right, <laughs> that, So, still that that's like Samoa Joe's like northern cousin, yes,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: You're <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, it's, oh, it's Samoa Joe oh, from oh.
0: native Canada, yeah. Sub zero, more like negative zero, whatever. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway. So, <laughs> all right, um, all right, here, <sighs> else? My hair, Yama Yager. Which we know from eighteen well, different right. teams. Uh, yeah, from. mainly the Penguins. Mainly the mainly the Penguins endorsed what product? Was it Mullet protecting shampoo? Uh, check check mix. Hope you appreciate that. Um, check check mix. Yeah. yeah, creamy peanut butter or car radar detectors. Ooh,
1: radar detectors. That's it. Was creamy peanut butter. Okay, um, I was like, man, he did, he did have a nice mullet, but it's too good to be true. I'm like, no, okay, but he also, ridiculous? like,
0: he bought some of these sports cars in Pittsburgh and, like, was like, I know that he got pulled over multiple times. Oh, I'm like, 100%,
1: yeah. 100%. And yeah. you know what those guys did? They took, they, like, signed here, and they just took a signature and framed it. <laughs> <laughs> like, the DS9 episode where Cisco mm-hmm. goes back, goes to the time loop, and gets a signature from Captain Kirk. Yeah. That's exactly. And you know what? I do the same thing. Fair enough. Like I just, I just, yeah, I, would, it, I would abuse my power just so I get an autograph. From your autograph. Fair enough. Like, the, no,
0: like the dude, see, he seems nice enough, but like he, like, I know he got pulled over multiple times at Pittsburgh for having sports cars. So I thought that you'd like, Oh yeah. All right. 100%. Yeah. All right. So, all right. Um, two more. Um, in 2010, this is true. The AHL partnered up with Stanley for the guardian project. Each team got its own hero or guardian. Which of these are the fake ones? So he made Stanley with the NHL, like this guardian thing, like he made all these heroes, right? Was it um, the flame controls the element of fire, flaming eye blast, lava balls from his fingers can even create a flaming stampede. That's one. The Predator... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let me finish, please. (laughs) Let me finish. The Predator. Let me finish. (laughs) I know, I know. It sounds it sounds worse than what it is. I like like the Predator. 2020 episode. The Predator, Titanium Music City Super Cat, his titanium claws that rip through steel and spits radioactive plasma also can't be near within fire of school. I added that last one. Anyway, um, (laughs) Yeah, all right. The Maple Leaf. A giant walking and talking maple tree and a movable object that can grow exponentially large at will. The last one. Sorry, I said the flame already. Sorry, last one. The Red Wing. Automotive empath of the Motor City. All the power of a Formula One
1: racer and a fighter jet. They all sound so stupid. It's hard to... I'm going to go with the maple leaf. Okay. They're all real. I just, I screw okay. with you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like, which one sounds even like the dumbest, like not, not possible. It's like, okay, well, one sounds like a transformer. One sounds like the I thing or swamp
0: thing. thing. Yeah. Exactly. One sounds swamp like thing. the woodsman with Kevin Bacon. I don't know how I feel about <laughs> that. Anyway. Um, one sounds yeah.
1: like the, the human torches, Canadian cousin. <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, you're getting to some alpha flight there. I don't know about that. Anyway. All right. So, all right. <laughs> yeah. But they're also dumb. Go like, go look up the guardian project. You got to do a little bit of digging because like the internet's trying to scrub it. It is so okay. dumb. It is so dumb. <laughs> they're the chair preserve Stanley's legacy. Like we don't want to see this. No, it's like, it, like you got to look, like you got to use the Wayback machine. It's so dumb. I remember what happened. So I was like, I'm gonna look this up. All right. So last one, um, what other name was being considered for the Florida Panthers when the expansion team was announced? Was it <laughs> the Miami Freeze, the Florida Flamingos, the Blockbusters, or the Miami Dealers?
1: Mm. Flamingo sounds really
0: stupid, but I'm gonna go with Blockbusters. That's true because the guy that actually bought the rights like to the like for the team was a <sighs> Uh, a major owner of blockbuster so that aged well um also the miami dealers yeah. are from basketball so i just threw that out there so i hope you would appreciate that so uh, yeah yeah i love that movie and i thought because the miami heat you gotta have the miami freeze i don't know yeah um, yeah i almost threw out the orlando solar bears but that's an actual minor league team that's a fun name for a team so that's awesome it's like the, yeah. the
1: savannah bananas
0: yeah <laughs> oh oh what was it um there was uh what was the one team there was the chicago cubs um like minor league team called like um what was it the tourists where it was like there's just like these like bears where like wearing cameras around like their necks like they're like
1: okay that's amazing you know,
0: like, and then like also what was it uh one of the other smaller major league teams was, like the las vegas visitors like I love that. Anyway, um but yeah, I just like Florida Flamingos, I don't know, that's stupid, right? Blockbusters, <laughs> really? Also, yeah. did you know that like when Memphis was like after the basketball team was coming from Vancouver, there was a, a minute there where they were going to be called the Memphis Express after FedEx. I mean, that's
1: just bad. Yeah. This is dumb. Like
0: what what are we, Europe? This is stupid. I don't know. Anyway, I, I, like
1: yeah. Sports teams are just names. They're just named dumb. Let's be yeah, honest. It's right, like yeah. Las Vegas Knights. Like, I don't think there's ever Knights in Vegas. But the Golden Knights. I mean, they, the, the Golden Knights. And then it's like, can you know, just sound like a really bad strip club for like a male strip, like a really bad male I strip don't club? Well,
0: there's the Spearmint Rhino out there. It's Pepper Rhino in yeah.
1: South Florida, too. Yeah. Been to what it. I'm saying is, Not like,
0: both the Knights and the Panthers have owners that have a military background. So I, you got to understand like mm, you know cuz they were just called the knights but like army's called the knights i think right like they're called the knights yeah yeah, yeah. yeah
1: the the west point yeah, yeah. the west point team is so, the knights i mean yeah. it's better than you know obviously culturally sensitive names
0: <laughs> like what if it was like the las vegas
1: bunny ranch the las vegas bunnies i know? would be 100% behind that oh, i would be 100%. or or the 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 florida men the florida like, men <laughs> the florida meth gators or whatever <laughs> it's just a, a dude smoking crack oh smoking gosh
0: punch the out in the face yeah anyways so christ <laughs> in heaven thank you thank you thank you we've t- we've been we've been recording for three hours i'm sorry i, I understand it's been it's it's almost midnight i apologize for mm-hmm. that but trevor thank you for talking uh, to me and putting up with my nonsense i appreciate that um
1: it's equally you know. it's give and take here, man. We, we both put each other's idiots. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Idiocracy>.
1: <laughs> Sir, But yeah, check out,
0: uh, um, you know, theater of war. He's going to be talking about, um, Oh, what was it? Um, um, uh,
1: Lawrence uh, of Arabia. Uh,
0: yeah, Lawrence of Arabia. Uh, Ishtar. I the pipeline.
1: Lawrence of Arabia. Uh, I just watched Blood and Gold, which is a stupid fun movie on Netflix if, about it, it, Nazis. It, like, killing Nazis. Yeah, check it out. If we want to get uh, to see Sue, I'm I'm still trying to like work that that angle. If you want, if you want to like
0: watch E. Sue and talk about that, we'll get into it too. it will be a lot of fun. So, 100%. percent. I'll be so
1: much fun. I'm all about that movie. Yeah.
0: All right, so. That's gonna do it for us this week. Everybody have a good week. So next week, um, I'm gonna have the El Goro. Um the so I am I'm, I'm going for like I'm going muscly men in the next couple of weeks. So I got a muscle man here, got a muscly man there. Um so
1: I, I, yeah I just wear a size smaller shirt to make me look muscle <laughs> I wear I a mean, medium.
0: Oh like uh, he will he will acquiesce to you. You're you're the more muscly man than he is. He will admit, openly admit that. I'm gonna force him to do that. But next week. <laughs> Yeah. Um, we're going to do a comic book talk because I know oh, awesome. that's the thing that we've been trying to dig into more. We're getting into the first third of rising stars. It's 24 issue series, uh, written by, uh, Michael J. Sersinski, um, that I adore. It's kind of, was my watchman before I read watchman and he's okay. not read all of it. I adore this series. We'll see how well it's aged. We're getting into the first eight issues. Uh, people could find that on uh Amazon or Comixology. Um the first uh third of it's called Power. Go check that out. Um I adore the series. Um and I cannot wait I've to I've never heard of
2: it. <sighs>
1: uh, but I will definitely check it out. If you if you want a really good um historical comic book, Garth Ennis's historical comic books are amazing. Yeah. Uh, S- String bags is a great um uh I think uh, Lion and the Sun, I think, the name of it, is really amazing. It's the Garth Ennis, like, brutality, but also really awesome character moments.
0: Well, like, dude, call your shot on your show. Like, please, we can do that too. Okay. Just, okay. I just, I've been circling Rising Stars for a while because I know it's been 24 issues and it's like, Straczynski is like one of my favorite comic writers. And, like, mm-hmm. just, yeah. So we're going to talk about the first eight issues of that uh, next week. But yeah, please, if you want us to dig more in the dirt, uh, with what you're talking about, like ask the Al yep. and myself, we'll like, I'm sure that will feed our souls and we'd we'll be more than happy to come on your show. It'd be amazing.
1: Okay, cool. Great. Cool. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. All right. Jesus Christ. It's midnight. So yeah, thank, you, thank, you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you for everything. I appreciate that. Everybody go check out his show. And in the, in the meantime, um, I don't know. Um, like I just, Score goals and uh um, score
1: goals, um fight communism through the power of hockey?
0: In in friendship, I don't know. Anyway.
1: In friendship. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really great facial hair.